is that to you last week? Yeah, but a Mrs. Pugs? It is. Sure sounds like it. Hello, Mrs. Pugs. Wash says hi. I love Wash. She says she loves Wash. Oh. <laughs> That's my new sitcom. Everybody loves Wash. Oh. Everybody, Everybody loves Wash. <laughs> Here, wait, wait, wait. I'd uh, wash it. Hmm. Uh, uh, uh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Why am I talking like a game show announcer during a sitcom? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> it's now time for that part of the night where everybody remembers the soundboard exists and pages through it <laughs> one sound at a time. You got to make sure the files are still uploaded. You're a file. They're all uploaded. I checked. Having a good time. Having a good time. You guys having a good time? Not now. I am. Yes. That? <laughs> that little gold sound effect might actually be useful to you in the game, especially for yeah, Fox. if you want a heart attack. Sometimes I make jokes is really good. Yeah, one of our best sound bites. I wonder who went and made that. Oh, wait. <laughs> I wonder who said that. I don't know. Wow, are we? What the heck? I hate the door knocking one so much. Wash is looking for him. He took That's his headphones off. Wash. There's no way to save him. Wash. You got him. You got him. Wash, it's not real. Put <laughs> your headphones back on. No, Wash. No. Is he just committed to the bit? I don't know. He... I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> just checking. Can people hear me? Oh, no. Uh, it sounds like maybe they can't. I'll work Seems on that. Seems like a no. Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's my favorite. He took Can his headphones off at the wrong like, moment before we could tell him. It's so good. <laughs> Can you hear Juliano? Hello. Hello. No. Oh, yes. 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 Okay. We need to do this. No. Okay, but you guys need to do that again, but during the intro, like during the first fifteen minutes. Like, this is it's fifteen minutes of Wash trying to look around his house. <laughs> this is the Patreon content that people have always wanted. What? Wash, it was fake. Was it was fake. It was a soundboard. No, that must have been a coincidental because somebody was knocking on my window. Really? Oh, actually? I, yeah. Did oh. You, oh, wow. I, I think yeah, you're gaslamping me like, right now. No, like my son pulled up. He's he's like a goofy goof. Hmm. I was about to say, okay. I guess <laughs> knocking on a window is very distinctive from knocking on a door. See, that's okay. the 
Nope, that may have been it. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like What the heck? Yeah, it's like yeah. spatial audio. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, see you later, guys. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Well, his last was straw definitely... is very different than <laughs> what I could have anticipated. Uh, walk all the way around. <laughs> I was trying to get you to hear us through your headphones. We were yelling. That's so funny. Your, oh your Southern like, hospitality was, was too strong. You were like headphones <laughs> off right away. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's dark outside, and we've got people who live around here that are kind of crazy. Do they frequently knock on your windows? No, but that's the reason for, like, I mean, that's cause for alarm. Yeah, somebody's knocking down me. Somebody literally, my... like, knocks on my window. I'm not that's like, be like asking, oh. like, nobody really backs... Nobody Second knocks on this door, right? Like, <laughs> nobody knocks on this door usually. So if somebody does, I'm going to get up and figure out what the fuck's happening at my back door. You know? Hey, real quick. Do, well, yeah, do any sound effect again? Okay. Just not uh, that one. Uh, not that one. Ooh. Do one more. Okay, I was just checking that I had the the Discord audio in at least one channel of my OBS so that I can That's turn like that into a short. Somebody when dropped, washes off, dropped trying the pot on the top door. of Zoth's head. <laughs> Wash his That's neighbor. That's what Wash thought was happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wash is so done with you. <laughs> he looks. <laughs> I'm sorry, Wash. Nope. Unforgivable. <laughs> My favorite uh, combo is that one plus the let me in. Just <laughs> You're not making a very convincing I'm sorry when you chase it with this is my favorite combo that I do frequently with <laughs> people intentionally. <laughs> You're right. I'm... <laughs> it's a very bad apology. <laughs> Doesn't follow it up with a better apology, just acknowledges. You're right. That was a pretty bad apology. <laughs> As apologies go, this is some of my weakest work, let me tell you. <laughs> you caught me. Oh. <laughs> Wow, are we like so, like, preemptively ready? Yeah. We're just like waiting for the minutes to count down. No, yeah. I'm just tired. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the minutes. We're going so on to Twitch I, now. I'll, uh, I'll, I guess I can bring up a, a story. Oh. So oh, hey, remember that time when like somebody played a knocking sound in my speakers? <laughs> And I just like oh. internally demoted that person in my head like oh. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> just like a, I remember like, that. Like a lot. I think I was there. Damn, yeah. I wonder who that was. Really, really terrible to be them. I hope they gave yeah. a good apology. <laughs> <laughs> it was a personal version of like a company PR letter. <laughs> 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 there were like some things were said, you know. It's like there, they were, there, were, there were mistakes made on both sides, given this, these trying times. And uh, we hope that ev all parties involved work together to make things better in the future. Mm. Chat GPT apology. 
Oh man! <laughs> Apology, Did you guys hear that the, the devs that made uh, the the really bad Lord of the Rings Gollum game this year, they made There's their apology. Oh yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's like considered the worst game of the year, and they made it. They posted up an apology about how bad the game was and how unfinished it was to their Twitter. But it was later leaked by an employee that the apology was written by ChatGPT. Got him. Which explains why in the apology they call the game Lord of the Ring Gollum instead of Lord of the Rings Gollum. <laughs> Lord nice. of the Ring. Uh, Josh, reminder that. Um, some particular watcher of the show um, paid for a hint last episode about yeah cool did you decide whether that hint was about where where K is or whether it's about the prophecy Uh, going for my what I went for canonically it was it was tell me more about the prophecy and if that's not an option tell me where K is got it I can tell you about the prophecy I'm so curious. Where is Mr. Prophecy? That's what we want to know. Oh, he'll Inquiry be on the airship. Want to know. If you're moving Soon the to whole, be on the airship. Yeah, if you're moving the whole company, he'll be on the airship. He'll be there. He's a valued member. <laughs> I forgot what happened to him. Do you have a he saved our charger bacon. that reaches back to here? Do I have a what? Charger? Phone charger? No, I don't think I do. Okay. Sorry. Has your I'm battery dropped to 82% and you panic like me? No, Julia. <laughs> I live I, my life way further on the edge <laughs> than you do, Wash. <laughs> <laughs> I like go days without charging. Yeah, it. I don't know if you've heard about how Julia is with her gas I, tank, I, but she's just like that <laughs> with her electronics. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Jake. <laughs> and both have the potential to screw somebody else over and make them feel embarrassed. <laughs> Which Jake definitely isn't say, saying from experience for I sure. Love you, <laughs> no. Jake. <laughs> I do want to say that uh, y'all mentioning fo- charging you your though. phone made me think like maybe I should charge my phone. I picked it up and it was exactly at eighty-seven percent. Nice, nice. <laughs> Even though eighty-seven, I know. Why did everyone say nice? That's nice not the meme. Number. <laughs> eighty-seven, nice. That's my favorite funny number. Why? Yeah, that's what Wash said though, right? Like, was it? No, or was he said, it he said eighty-two. Oh damn! It's kind of like off. seven. <laughs> the disappointment you know, only, on Cleo's face. <laughs> it's only five away. Cleo, that's two yeah. strikes tonight. <laughs> that's two disappointments that's for Wash. Uh, in some cases, it could be negligible. I appreciate the attempt to make a, uh, a relatable joke to something that I said previously. Uh, I'm just gonna be. <laughs> I'm just gonna be passive aggressive all night. <laughs> I'm so glad that's in our now. <laughs> oh. 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 I'm gonna go get some water. Oh. You know what? I'm gonna do that too. And maybe when I come back, <laughs> we <laughs> will have one together. Maybe Wash will love you again. <laughs> maybe. I mean, fool me <laughs> once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Hey, Wash, did, did you check your door? Oh, no, I'm not <laughs> Hit it up, leave. Yeah. I'm dancing to the elevator do, music, do, but do, I just do, realized do, no do. one can see me. I can oh, yeah, see, I can you. see you. Well, I guess, okay, the audience can't see me. That's oh. true, but the well, audience no might not even be here yet. True. 
I like I'll never the know because I can't. Music. I can't use the two cameras at once and monitor the Twitch stream. It's like one video stream too many for my computer. Mirp. Mirp. Wow, Wash, you're here three as well. That's right. Wash, oh. I'm going to sign you out of the Wing Badger Gaming account. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get out of there. Too much power. I just want you to know my landlord in the hallway said that you can't contain me. I'm the gingerbread man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that in the quote. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, put that in the quote bot. I think Cleo's making up conversations. I, you immediately deny it. Oh, Josh, do you smell like hot dog water? No, Wash does. That's Wash posting. No, I think Look pretty how clearly. Yeah, he Wash is, is. Wash you is trying so the, hard uh, to reclaim his dignity after the door gaming, knocking incident. Uh, <laughs> like, let me get someone else. Let me bring him down to my it level. Was, it was bad. All bullies my, are my born. Dad instincts all bullies in. are born at a low moment in their lives, and then they try and bring everyone else down to that level. <laughs> Don't worry, Wash. The, come, you come are not the only me. ones who have been gotten by that. Come down here with me. It's cozy in the despair. <laughs> it's cozy in the There's despair. nowhere to go but up. That sounds like the lyrics to like a really edgy like teen rock song. Yeah, I say that's definitely in, in a hardcore song for sure. Bring me the horizon definitely has a lyric along the lines of it's like cozy in the, the despair. Oh yeah, that's not a that's not a knock on Bring Me the Horizon. No, I also no, really I don't, like I don't know what that is. They're uh like a <laughs> What are they? They're not a metalcore band. They take the band. horizon and push it towards you. Are they? they, are, they are they somewhere between emo and metalcore? What is their genre I technically? I, Let me look. I would have said metal. E metal. I just say I just say metal because I don't know the different classifications of metal. Oh damn! I was in the middle of doing that. It's like so nuanced, and there's too many classes. They're, they're generally considered. The they're it's generally really just considered good metal, metal and bad metal. Like that's all you need to worry about. <laughs> so your good metal is like steel, um, and your bad metal is like uh, like aluminum. I guess it depends on your purpose. Yeah, hey, aluminum. Aluminum is very useful. So is aluminum. Just build me a boat. With did it. you know that aluminum used to be more valuable than gold? No, I did not know that. Yeah. It's like, it's like I knew um, Cleo had aluminum facts and set her up for it but i did not i we're yeah we're just that good. are you two conspiring did you know that um because of that it was the idea was when they were going to make the washington monument in dc um the idea was to put aluminum as the like cap to show the wealth of the united states mm. I did not we almost, had, we, we almost had a tinfoil cap <laughs> 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 That would have been really funny. Witness me, John McClane is a great throwback on the quote bot. What? Wait, what was the context of that? 
that, that was a Christmas was, one shot, right? Yeah, the Christmas one shot. That would have been Mouth Noises, the, when the we Jelly did, Boy. Uh, yeah, when we did the like Die Hard knockoff. Mouth Noises. It wasn't like a one-to-one Die Hard knockoff, but one of you was, I think. Didn't someone play like a John McClane knockoff? I played John McClane. That's right. <laughs> or no, it was John McClane. John McClane. That's it. That's the one. It sounds like you're having a stroke. Have a cake there, pop. It was, no, it was hyphenated. <laughs> I like to incorporate uh, a stroke into my name. Yeah. That way people <laughs> oh. never know if they're having a stroke I mean, or not. different when strokes for different folks. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I believe, uh, let's see. It's J-O like- hyphen H-N and then Mac, middle name, and then Clane, last name. Isn't there a uh, Monty Python skit about like weird names where like, yes, my name is, and he picks up a lighter and drops it on the counter. It's a pen. Oh, is that a pen? I don't know that if was it's a, Monty Python. That, yeah, that was a Monty Python. That was the dude from House. Hey, just because well, last my favorite sketch group is the a dude little bit from House. Paranoid. Can one of you check <laughs> that, the, that the stream is working right? Uh, I've been watching it. Then we can kick Looks like it is. Okay, well, it just like it is. As long as it's not dropping frames, is, but is now it though? Our, now you can see is, our faces. So is the devil deceiving us? And it's all in the shot. Is the devil down in Georgia? Is what? Clara supposed to be in the I shot? I can check. I mean, check, not this one, check. but here's I heard one there with was Clara. knocking at Wash's house. So That's right. Yeah, I heard there was knocking on Wash's door. He was there's looking for one. a soul to steal. And then there's everybody with the, Clara. the stream. The stream is working from Should. what I see. Should Was I tell the strangers at your house to knock again? <laughs> Only if he's in a bind and he's way behind and willing to make a deal. Mm. Oh, okay. The devil, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The devil is in the details. Oh. How did he get the in details there? details are in Georgia. I did see somebody this weekend with a get behind me, Satan, or no, it was not today, Satan, on a, on their t-shirt. I was like, I, do I have love, one of those. love that. Yes. Wait a minute. It wasn't Does wash. Word I wish it was wash. Evil uh-huh. come from devil. Often. <laughs> maybe, or maybe devil, devil actually means the evil. The <laughs> <laughs> evil McLean. <laughs> <laughs> what came first, devil or evil? What came first, the devil or the egg? Oh, the deviled egg. <laughs> Should we just start? Can we start? <laughs> wait, so wait, wait. I'm looking up the Double etymology oh my God. <laughs> of evil. Oh, I thought you were going to say the etymology of deviled eggs. <laughs> the etymology of evil is uh, Jebediah Peppermint Chronicle book. Oh, there you go. There we mm, go. That is a good Duly one. Duly yeah. noted. There is another one. There's, I think, an 18th one, which was, it has to I believe it was... When Yetis attack, I haven't written that one mm-hmm. down yet. But when Yetis attack, yeah, yep, that, that one was one that at happened the at the uh, live that game. Literally well, happened at the table. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't know what happened in cool. the early 1800s, but man, <laughs> did they use the word evil a lot more than we do today? They probably <laughs> thought about there was always all the witches, evil witches, yeah, all the witches. <laughs> witches get stitches. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's what they say in prison. <laughs> that's what they say in the 1800s. <laughs> in, yeah. in prison in the 1800s, in fact. 
I went right, to prison let's, once. Let's, let's play D and D. Let's let's maybe do that. All right, okay. I'll save my prison story for another time. Yeah, save okay. your prison story for another time. We prison Mike. Save it for the Patreon. Gunner. <sighs> yeah. You are <laughs> lagging a little behind as you re-enter the city of Gaim, accompanied by several wolves and the king of Udril and a handful of other dwarven warriors from clan lupus uh you and bruiser uh were or you and jeb i should say were picked up out in the the wilderness and escorted safely into the city bypassing the siege in a way that um it was like a little sneaky way and you kind of caved it in behind you um i don't remember if it happened canonically but it makes more sense to me if gunner helped cave in that path pathway because that's i mean it's gunner um so probably you helped with that but the reason you're lagging behind now is because as you stepped into gaim it was your first time seeing it and gaim is uh quite a place it you know this massive cavernous city state and uh it's actually you know singing singing songs that sound more roguish at the moment uh as the city kind of falls into a little bit of disrepair and depravity as it waits uh or as it waits out this siege you have lagged back i mean not very far you're still on the same pathway there's just the one big catwalk extending ahead of you leading into the city itself but you're back far enough that when Jeb catches up with Bruiser, you have not reached that group yet. And so now lagging back to watch what looks to your roguish instincts to be a bit of a conflict, uh, you watch as three or four uh, individuals you don't recognize surround Jeb and Bruiser. And there's a little bit of a, a conversation. You can only see Bruiser's side of it. You can't see Jeb. He's facing away from you. Um, but you can see Bruiser. He's talking. He looks a little bit out of sorts and, and not quite on his A game. He looks like, you know, maybe something's unsettled him. And Jeb kind of takes a couple steps backwards. And one of the strangers who you saw surround them and get into position now steps forward uh, and reaches forwards towards Jeb. Uh, kind of puts a hand on his shoulder like they're going to they're gonna restrain him or lead him somewhere. And with a poof of pink smoke, Jeb vanishes. Um, and I would like you to roll perception to see if you figure out where Jeb vanished to. Um, and alongside that, you're not the only person rolling perception here because so are the spooks who are, who are down there. Should I? No. You, ha you would have a good idea. You'd be able to infer where he's going because you know where the boat okay. is. Oh, they 16. Rolled, okay. And they rolled a nat 20. So they definitely know where he's going. Um, so you, um, you see the poof and although you haven't seen Jeb do it before, you're familiar with the spell Misty step. And so as you look upwards, you can, you know, cause he probably went up since there's nowhere over to go. It's just a bridge. So you look upwards and you see the poof of pink smoke kind of extend outwards from a catwalk five tiers above you. Um, the top level of Gaim where the, the cug boat must be moored. Um, and, you look back down and the the four like kind of spooks or whatever who have surrounded Bruiser are now, they look pretty frustrated. Um, and you can hear one of them yell at Bruiser, where'd he go? Um, the other three are like, no, 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 he went up, he went up this way. And, and they're kind of pointing up and two of them run off into the distance. The other two stay behind just long enough to go, you'll regret this. And then they too rush off um, after their, their companions, leaving you and Bruiser alone on the catwalk. Uh, Gunner, we have to go. Uh, what? What? You, you have to. You got to tell me what? What even just happened? What? 
uh, you didn't look worried. Jeb looked. What? What happened? What happened to Jeb? Um, his old debts have come back. And you're the one collecting them. I mean, uh, I told someone I'd collect them. I didn't actually wasn't actually gonna follow through with it. We were just gonna figure out a plan. Didn't look like much figuring out was happening. Well, I had to talk, tell Jeb what happened, and then they were just happened to be in the street where we were, and there wasn't a lot of time. All right, I'm sh- sure, man. And Gunner's gonna um, kind of give uh, Bruiser a look, and then um, chase up to to yep. to try to follow. Great. So uh, Gunner and I'm assuming Bruiser's also doing the same thing. Yeah. Okay, so Gunner and Bruiser, you rush back to the Gemstone Hall, the sort of uh, central building of this tier and access to the reticulators to begin climbing up towards the Cugboat and tonight's adventure, and you know what that means. It means it's story time at the Winged Badger Tavern, and we will be right back. Sinir, Gontalus, Kotex, Awara. Long ago, the four ancients created a world in harmony then, everything changed when the chat emped magic. Only Kelnor, master of good vibes, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. Two years have passed, and four adventurers have discovered a conspiracy, a company selling magic. And although their roleplay is great, they have a lot of XP to earn before they're ready to save anyone. But I believe they can save the world. Welcome back to the Wing Badger Tavern. There's five of us again tonight. Let's meet tonight's players for tonight's adventure. Hello, <laughs> I am Jake, and I play uh, Gunner, who uh, you just you just heard. Um, he is a mastermind rogue who is a demolitions expert, and I also play Alan, the uh, artificer barbarian, who will be introduced, I'm sure, soon. Hello, I am Cleo, and, uh, you know, I play a rogue who's also a changeling, who's also named Fox, and uh, I'm pretty sure you're about to see him shortly as well, uh, watching Jeb's back from, uh, I don't know, some sort of deal gone wrong, but I'll figure it out. It's fine. Hello, I am Trevor. I am the official voice actor of Bruiser, the Winged Badger Inquisitive Rogue. Hey, I'm Wash. I am president of two characters uh, and CEO and uh, and chief treasurer of two characters. One Jebediah Chet- Cheddar Peppermint, the molefolk gun wizard who spits fire and fires spit. And Radford, the white dragonborn monk who makes really nice shoes and then kicks people with them. Um, I am Willa the Wisp, and I play Clara Albuquerque, a wonderful baker fairy dragon. And I'm Josh, your Wing Badger Game Master. Without further ado, let's jump back into tonight's Dungeons & Dragons adventure, zooming the whole way up to the top tier of Gaim. Um, still trapped somewhere in the reticulators are our friends Bruiser and Gunner, but up here, no, there's no music. Up here on the cugboat, 
is a little bit of a calm before the storm. Jeb and Fox, you stand uh, near Mockery on the main deck of the Cugboat, having just kicked the final uh, living Deadeye, the final gang member, over the side and basically issuing a challenge or a summons, if you will. Uh, if we recall, Jeb was basically like, let's finish this. Like, send me one shot, who is the Clark one shot. Jackson is the leader of the Deadeyes. Um, and so you kicked him over overboard and demanded an audience or perhaps a final showdown type of thing. And now you're in that waiting, that weird pause moment. Uh, what's going on? Well, uh, that just happened. Yeah. Yeah, it did. <clears throat> and it's about to happen a bit more in a couple minutes. Are, are you good, Jeb? No. No, I'm not. I thought this was behind <laughs> me. We paid that. I mean, remember when we got the cypher truck? We dumped a oh, yeah. ton no, of I... cash into this thing to be done with it. And what? They like they, they lost their lunch money. They you know, like and so they're coming for, for double. Like what the heck? This is ridiculous. Yeah, Again, no. We, no patience for this. No time for this. This, I mean, these. I'm. I'm. So I'm gonna be honest. There was a time when I was kind of worried about these guys, but they just really feel like small fries right now. And I'd, I'm very heavily inclined to put my morals in a bucket. So, and, and fry them to pieces. Small fry or not, I mean, like, I'd rather they don't end up torching our ship or retaliating in some way which damages our ship, uh, which is probably pretty likely, considering it's one of the most valuable things we have. <clears throat> As if they so, can get close enough. Yeah, I, I definitely up. think uh, we should do something about that, you know? Uh, did, should we just, like notify the security honestly they're probably tied up with other stuff yeah that's fair i mean there was I mean, almost were, riots the other day and yeah i mean and even on in gaim's best day when we first got here they were like you guys said that they were like all tied up with stuff and that yeah was like supplementing guard duties and stuff keeping the peace so I guess, uh, well, shoot. I plan to. Ah, <laughs> oh, fair enough. Um, Mockery, uh, how are you holding up over there? I'm fine. They did not touch me. Mockery is standing over the uh, shattered glass and the long slab of wood that you had been using as a table, but which she used as a battering ram, slamming it through the windows of the old spa and knocking down four of the dead eyes before she systematically coup de gras them one at a time. She now well, sits very uh, like casually on top of the slab of wood, which is on top of the four bodies. And she's just kind of taking her ease. She's put her short swords away, her daggers away, and she's back to smoking a cigar. We should probably organize some sort of defense of the ship. Um, there are only two ways up. There's the rope ladder and there's the anchor chain. I mean, they got up here another way, didn't they? Oh, I don't know. They, they, I was like, inside. Fox, yes, they flew. O they used ciphers of fly, so they just <coughs> flew over. Yeah, they they just. I, I, if you didn't see mockery, they just flew over. Oh, if they can fly, that's inconvenient. 
that leaves us in a little bit of predicament. I'm, unless, you know, hopefully they're on a limited supply of those. Do you have any ideas? What, what would you do about <sighs> it? Shoot them down. Honestly? Rip the problem out before it becomes one. If we take this time right now to go strike them where it hurts before the messenger can even before they can even think about how to ret retaliate. I mean, Jeb, was, did anybody know you were coming up here? Uh, not that I'm aware. I mean, when I when I magic tunneled up here. Um, you magic tunneled up here? Yeah. Why? Because I was like. 500 feet down. Can she just take the verticulator? Oh. Yeah, no. Um, Clark, their head honcho dude, straight up confronted me and something was going on with him and Bruiser was talking to me about like needing to pay off a debt and something about a hand or a finger, I forget what. And then all of a sudden I was surrounded. It was like me talking with Bruiser and then they came out of the shadows and they were like, you're not going anywhere. And I was like, forget your face forever. And I just kind of poofed. And all then right. when we came up here, these guys showed up and I wasn't having that. So definitely need to figure out what the hell's going on with Bruiser. Uh, I mean, you I mean, vouched for him. I, well, I, he was one of the people who helped rescue you. I didn't expect him to try to sell yeah, your know, body right? parts to your worst enemy. I mean, maybe it's like some mind control or something. I don't know. But yeah, that does, that we need to have a conversation about that. He's, he's never seemed like a turncoat, so something's got to be going on. Yeah, we got to figure that out. Um, on top of that, I mean, if you magic tunneled away from them. Unless they're flying right now, it's going to take them some time to get up here. Still like that. Unless he comes himself, too. you know, then it kind of makes it a little harder to go find him and take care of things and defend the ship. So we I guess we're kind of forced to see who comes up, I guess. Um, I'm going to peek over the edge, DM, uh, yeah. and see if there's any, like, uh, wow, my brain just farted, uh, male people running Careers? about. Like messages? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Men? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you actually, there, there seems to be a bit of a cleared space has like sort of materialized around the Cugboat. People seem to have like, even people who are refugees that are literally camped out on the, um, on the bridge there have moved their, like kind of slid their tents and stuff as far away from the Cugboat as they can increasing congestion elsewhere. Um, there is a little bit of like a streak of blood from where the person you kicked over the side landed. And then you can see the splotch as they're, you know, as they ran off to go and find medical help or deliver your message or whatever it is they did next. You know, you can see the trail of which way they went. Um, as you're looking down, you also see towards, uh, the gemstone hall, you 
you see the uh, main doors of that pushed open and uh, Gunner and Bruiser walking out, uh, looking not entirely on the same page as each other. Gunner looks a little bit skeptical, but the two of them walking out and, and or maybe running, uh, coming towards the tugboat. And on the other side, along the basically further down away from the center of this tier towards like Malarkey Circle, where your old HQ used to be and towards the walls where the residential districts are over in that direction. You see a number of kind of thug looking folk pushing their way down the the path towards you. You do see clipped to some of their belts, different ciphers. All right. looks like it's going to be sooner than later. Um, We got some people coming in from the outside over there. Uh, Funny enough, bruisers coming right on up alongside Gunner here. So I guess we're going to figure out real quick what the hell's going on with that. And uh, we need to get a message to Alan. I, I think this is an all-hands-on-deck situation. I don't want to risk damage to this ship, uh, especially with all the things we've gone through. Um, where's where's Radford? Uh, just, as Radford went? just as you're wondering that about Radford, you see not Radford, but um, a, a different familiar face has actually climbed up the rope ladder. So they were at the back of the boat climbing up the ladder while you were looking over the side. Um, and FP-62 is now standing in the nest of the Kug boat coming towards you. That, ah, F- there you FP? are. Yes, I am here. We are preparing to disembark, yes. Radford told me that all employees were to report to the ship for immediate departure or something to that effect. He seemed a little bit of a hurry, but he always seems in a bit of a hurry. Uh, well, um, you're about to be conscripted into the events of the ship. Uh, you see that group of men over there? Yes, lots of people with tents. Or, or <laughs> them. I'm not sure. I, I can't discern their gender identity. But they're coming, and I'm pretty sure they're going to try to do everything in their power to either kill us or this ship. Ah, the muscular ones pushing rudely through the people. Yes, those those ones. Yes. Okay, I will start killing them. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Unholsters his <laughs> rifle and like wait pulls out the little bipod and like sets it on the railing of the ship and just starts aiming it down at them. No, okay, okay, FP, FP, hold, 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 fire, holding fire. Uh, there's a there's a cadence to this. Uh, I'm gonna go meet them out there, and I'm gonna try to. Uh, Settle this diplomatically. I'm going to look around at everybody. I don't Obviously, think that is a good idea. There is a lot of them. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm if hoping I that... If I send them out now, it should be easier for you to negotiate, yes? I want to buy time for the people in between to clear out. But if you leave the ship, you will not be on the ship when the ship leaves. Um, <laughs> well, we're still waiting on other people, right? Like, where's... Yeah. You give me a birthday cake symbol, and I will shoot. <laughs> okay. Um, th- this is the birth cake closer. symbol. This is the birth cake symbol, okay? Affirmative. They are getting closer. We're going to cut uh, really quickly to down. Bruiser and Gunner. Uh, I would like the two of you to explain to me which skill of yours you want to lean into to try and push through the crowds and get to the Cugboat and then make a roll. This is to determine when in the scene you will arrive and, and be able to participate. Can I just fly to the deck? 
yes, you can. Um, so then that would just be your normal fly speed opposed yep. basically by, well, I guess that's not even really opposed by anything. So yeah, you can fly. So we'll just go your normal speed. Okay. Uh, Gunner is going to rely on t- intimidation. Okay. I'm not trying to scare the, the bejesus out of anybody, but just looking strong and imposing. Yeah. And like, just don't like, you know, with the facial expression of don't get in my way. Sure. Let's go ahead and roll that intimidation for me. You can roll it at advantage. You're a hematician. Most of the people here have not seen hematicians as they burrowed before Gaim was founded. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Um, okay. So Alan, uh, not Alan, I'm sorry. Gunner, uh, begins kind of intimidating his way through the crowd. Bruiser takes off ahead and basically just, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to dash. So you're kind of zooming over there. Um, I'll let you know as the two of you arrive to the scene and begin participating. Fox, what are you up to? I'm crawling down there and I'm going to go meet the group head on. Okay. Uh, you um, make it down to the ground level and are bruiser. Are you flying to the ship or to like beneath the ship? Um, do I see Fox going down? You do. Okay. I would fly to Fox. first. Okay. Uh, you arrive as Fox touches down. So Fox, you've come down either the rope ladder or the anchor, your call, but you land on the, um, on the, the balcony or the bridge there and bruiser flies up from behind you and kind of comes to a stop and, and is now with you. Coming down the rope ladder. Um, ah, oh. just uh, the I winged you badger I need. Here. I caught yeah. you before they got here. You want to you wanna explain to me what the hell's going on? Yeah, so you told me to acquire money without harming walk the Walk and talk, walk and talk, yeah, yep. Yeah, without harming the population of the city. So okay. I went to an old contact who apparently had a debt needed from Jeb. And so... Uh, it was an interest-free okay. one-time payment. Uh, he initially wanted Jeb's life. I negotiated to a hand for half the amount he promised. And you still made that deal? Well, I wasn't going to, with no intention of honoring it too legitimately. I figured we could have, like, created a fake hand or something. I, 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 you gotta, You got to somehow communicate this before... There was no time before was shit trying, goes down. I was trying to explain to Jeb, and then the guys just showed up. They weren't with me. They uh, just happened to be there at the time when we were discussing it. All right, all right. We'll figure this out later. In the meantime, I guess you're coming with me. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and try to make a ruckus up here to clear people out before the real fight begins. Okay. And uh, on my way, I'm going to shape shift into slightly taller, more like six okay. foot little beefier just trying to be a little bit more intimidating looking um as i approach this group of thugs sure now that you are getting closer to them and you can see the group more more up close and personal you can see that they are primarily humans there's one tiefling with them uh and a number of humans and they are kind of weaving and and pushing their way through the crowd, but they are doing so in a way that you have to kind of begrudgingly respect in that the group is forming, breaking apart and coalescing again in such a way where you can't guarantee that, you know, you've spotted everybody who's with them. They're kind of weaving through the tents and stuff like that at, at its biggest. You think maybe you saw five individuals, but when you confront them, you're facing three. So it's you and bruiser with three individuals in front of you. Before I get too close, right, um, as they're approaching, I would like to call out um, loudly. Hail there! It seems we might have a disagreement on uh, 
some sort of arrangement. And I would hate for this to come to blows. Um, the leader of the group kind of puffs himself up a little bit and looks towards you and he goes, an outstanding fine businessman such as yourself should be easy enough to deal with. I don't think there's any need for fisticuffs in our business arrangements. We have a simple transaction to complete. Perhaps we could move somewhere more private so that we do not disturb these fine individuals here. And he points around at the tents as though, you know, the people there are like upstanding citizens and not refugees and rabble. Right, right. Um, unfortunately, due to some circumstances, I believe this is where we're going to have to discuss. What circumstances might those be? The circumstances of your men being on my ship without my permission, causing a ruckus, and, uh, unfortunately, sending a message. That's a very interesting take on the situation, since we sent several of our people to complete a transaction invited aboard by a representative of your ship who is standing with you, so you've no excuse to not know about the business arrangements that were made. Now, that is why I wish to talk with you, seeing how I've now been caught up with this said representative. It was my understanding and the understanding of my business that you empowered your representative to negotiate on your behalf. A deal was struck, hands were shaken, and the deal was carried out. Only I hear from one of my companions, whom you treated most disrespectfully, that instead of completing the transaction as arranged, you murdered four of our people. And around them, you can see the crowd like, <gasps> audible gasps. You Seeing hear a whisper, this is just like they said on the televibe. Negotiating for our life of one of my friends for debt. We have already paid back, may I remind you. And petty squabbles seems to be the only reason you wished harm upon a friend of mine I consider family. Gunner, at this point, you've arrived. I must uh, see it as Gunner, a dishonor and disrespect. Ship, actually. Okay towards my own kin that you would even insinuate trading gold for the life or peace of one of my kin. You speak of family and throw mine from the bow of your ship. What would you suggest Donaldson should some strangers come up for here? For weeks, taking up resources that should have gone to these fine folk here in the event of some sort of disaster. And you can see the, the crowd again is starting to be swayed a little bit. They're like, wow, like these guys are taking resources. Like, you know, you kind of reading the room and it's not looking good. We just arrived. Yes, you arrived on your ship, bringing not resources, but leeches. We brought and unloaded some food, mind you, about our own resources and we have to set out again, mind you, to help alleviate this siege. How? How will you be alleviating the siege? Oh, well, see, that's a problem. For you, you're really not high enough up, up on the totem pole to really know what's going on in the in and out. Set something for the queen to know, and perhaps some of the higher-ups, but a thug like yourself... It's on a need-to-know basis. Uh, 
some of the crowd are like they're on, they're on first name basis with a queen like what if, what if they what if they're involved in the, maybe maybe it's not true and you can see some of the crowd you're started like your posturing is starting to work and some of them now now the crowd doesn't know what to think they're undecided okay don't speak to me of totem poles i'm a resident here these are my people well not i'm not like i own them of course but like we are all one here in the in the refugee. You come and walking in here on your luxury ship like some kind of rich folk. You claim the meager food supplies you unloaded are for us. We all know from the size of your ship that you've kept resources on board for yourselves. And of course, you won't let anyone on to verify, will you? I want. I'd like to remind you the situation we're in. If you look at what we've done, the paint is not redone. This is unfinished. We commandeered scrap metal and wood and turned it into an escape plan for a bunch of representatives of a temple that we evacuated from an army very much like this one. Now, sadly, of course, this ship... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, you're making a very compelling point as you gesture to the ship that's obviously been, like, stuck back together in the middle by a single ring of metal (laughs) and a bunch of rivets. (laughs) If you consider this luxurious, I mean, I have to be understanding. Of course, you probably have never been down to the lower tiers, but I assure you this is no luxury boat. (laughs) Oh, Make That's make a crazy. charisma check. <laughs> I, I first roll nat twenty. I don't even need to do the advantage. Oh, nat twenty, nat twenty. Roll a d eight. D eight. Yep. Where where my where my d eight at? There was. And I guess I roll two because it's a crit. So roll another one. <laughs> Seven. Okay, so uh, the the thug you're talking to takes 12 psychic damage. (laughs) (laughs) So, and don't talk to me about protecting these folk. When you come at here, you may show only three people, but I assure you the crowd behind you knows of the many folk that you just stormed in here with. Well, I approach with just me and my... Poorly informed representative. <laughs> you accuse us of deception. You would stand there, you with your flinging people over the side of your ship, and you would accuse us of malfeasance. All we did was bring money onto your ship as arranged in the business deal. And you killed us for it. And you expect us not to come here and seek recompense? Let's not go over details of what I've already gone over. Like I said, I am not going to trade money for the blood of my kin, which I think anyone here could understand. We didn't need the blood of your kin. We just needed his hand. You didn't have to leave blood in it. Sorry. A piece of him. I think that is disgusting. And not the business that a fine city like this should be dealing with. Seeing that he's losing the crowd, you can see that you're, you're starting to push the conversation to a head. And he kind of looks at his friends and he goes, I think we've reached the point where talking's no longer productive. Friends, he well, says talking, to some of the gathered citizens, I think it might be best if you stepped out the way. And he takes a step towards you as some of the crowd scurries. Wash has a hand up. Yes. A glint of light 
for just a moment flickers across the scope of FP's rifle. <laughs> There's, yeah, a little shine ding out in the distance as the moment builds to a head. I would hold yourself for while I may have only brought me and my representative forward, I knew of your intentions may have been deceptful, and you may find yourself in a precarious situation should you move a step further. You would threaten me out here where anybody could have been harmed? Have you no honor at all? Oh, I'm only doing that now that you are attempting to clear the area under pretext that words, as you said, may no longer be necessary. Well, as you've stated, not all of us are standing here before you. FP, make a perception check. Um, that is... He's got really good perception. Oh, man, I only rolled a 10, so that's a 21. <laughs> uh, you see in the residential, like the, the stack of, of residential homes off along the walls behind this conflict on the tier, uh, on two or three balconies, you see several familiar-looking glints. Mm. Bruiser? I'm whispered down. Yeah. When shit hits the fan, you're going to want to get to the ship as quickly as possible. I was going to help you. I appreciate that, but honestly, I'm in the open and so are you. And the ship is the most defensible location we have right now. Actually, no. Bruiser, you can fly. <laughs> if you can, can get word down to the guards below that a turf not turf or that's gonna sound terrible if you need help on the wording we could help you workshop it <laughs> the man is standing right in front of you that you've been conflicted with says oh would you help me workshop it what, yeah what certainly you if it? you want to alert the guards that there's a bit of a fight up here why don't you tell them that a backstabbing deal-breaking <laughs> band of rogues is starting a conflict with law-abiding refugees who are merely trying to stand up for their oppressed brothers oh my goodness that's a terrible way to describe yourselves how about how about an underground gambling ring hoard uh no no what he money? said these group of rogues are coming to accost us refugees who just arrived <laughs> <laughs> i mean he put you the look words... to turn the tables on me and he raises a fist Bruiser, go tell him. <laughs> this is why I get into defensive stance. And he pulls a short sword out from his his. Um, it's not even like a real scabbard. It's like one of those cloth wraps that's in his waistband or whatever. And he just pulls out a short sword. The cloth sliced because he drew it too fast. Falls to the ground, useless for the future. And he leaps forward to attack you. Uh, everybody, roll initiative. Right. Everybody who's involved in in this here this here fight. Uh, Trevor, I'm appointing you initiative tracker. You're in charge of the turn order. Yep. So, uh, does that mean Wash has to roll twice? Uh, yes. I rolled two 18s. Ooh. Wait. Gunner also Wash. got an 18. Do you have three characters potentially in this area? <laughs> yes, he does. Radford, yeah, is somewhere. Do I need to roll for Radford? Roll for Radford! No, you don't what need to Jeb roll for get? Radford. He's not here. Uh, Jeb got a 22. 
uh, what Fox get? I got a 22 as well. And then FP? I got a 22. Uh, And the bad guys, Josh? There are four of them who are in initiative order right now. They rolled a 16. You can just call them like thug one, thug two, whatever. A 16 and an 18. For those two. 16, 18. A three and a two. Three, two. One of them's name is Thugbug. And and whenever (laughs) we reach initiative order 20, remind me to paint a word picture for everybody of what the scene looks like. Um, so like we go through 20 rounds or no, no, no initiative turns. count 20. So like everybody oh. goes and then when you're at the top of the round order or if people are above 20, they can go first. Basically when okay. everybody's gone, like before, yeah, each round, I want to do a little picture of what, what the scene looks like. Oh, okay. Gotcha. okay. Is Gunner in initiative order as well? Oh yeah. He's on the boat. 18. Yeah. Put Gunner in I there. have Gunner. Okay, cool. Uh, and actually there's one Should more person. Should I put Alan for- in? Uh, no. no, Alan's not here. Although Bruiser might Alan's take him on the message. first tier. Um, and Mockery got an eleven plus some mods. I don't have it right in front of me, so we're going to call it a fifteen. I know she has a, a really high dex. So, okay, I got it all. Okay, so Jeb Fox and FP all tied. Are they all at the top? They're all twenty-two. All three <clears throat> of them. Um. Do you, let's do um, Jeb and then Fox and then FP to give Wash a break between his character's turns. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, how far out are those glints of light? On the walls? Yes. Really far away. Probably how far 600, really far 700 away? feet. Let's call it 700 feet. Because I realized you're probably calculating spell math. So let's make it a I number. Am. 700 feet. And the okay. fight on the walkways is 150 feet from the airship. Ooh, 150 feet from the airship. And well, we can. I'm trying to figure. I, Fox wanted to head them off, so I was trying to give you a generous amount of space. Fox, mm. you tell me where would you have brought the conflict to a head? I'm probably about 100 feet from the ship. Sure, 150 okay. feet. So the walkway itself, where you're standing, is literally just a straight line with a couple tents that maybe come up to waist height, and then other than that, it's it's open bridge basically. And then right. the, the airship is the airship. Uh, Just to confirm, you did say 150 feet. I, you said 100, so we went with that. Oh, okay. I, I, thought, I thought you said 150 right after that. Sorry. Just nope. double checking. All right. Nope, you're good. Um, and how many are there in front of Fox, and how far four. are they from Fox? There are four in front of Fox, and they're immediate distance. They're in fighting distance. Okay probably not close enough for opportunity attacks. So like 10 feet, 15 feet, because I Fox isn't dumb, so I don't think he would Except for the one person who's evidently in my face. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Uh, one of them takes eight damage, not the one in Fox's face. Okay. Um, as Jeb lets off a volley of magic missiles and they shoot an old man on him. Trevor, that's Thug 2 who took eight points of damage. If you want to just Am track the cumulative damage. damage. And- yeah, cumulative damage to each person. Uh, how much to thug to? Eight. Eight. Okay. Anything else from Jeb this turn? Um, he is going to duck down and reload. Like he he's taking a like he's got his back to the the little rail. Um, 
yeah, to the rail, so he sh- he should get some cover. Great. Yeah, the Cugboat, to to reiterate, the Cugboat has a rail that comes up to waist height, which is plenty high for Jeb. And um, rather than having little stands like a fence would have, it's mm-hmm. more like crenellations on a castle where it has big wide chunks so that it can hold up to the wind speeds. So there's plenty mm-hmm. of, of space in the supports for Jeb to like take cover or even someone like Allen or Gunner could take cover there reasonably. Gotcha. Um, so that's the situation there. Uh, yep. Okay. Trevor? All right. Uh, Fox is next. Um, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, so there's the guy in front of me, right? Yeah. And nobody else is within five feet of me-ish? No, just this guy so, in front of you. Um, I'm going to go ahead, square up, right? Go for a left hook as a feint, and then pull out the leg blade and try to sweep at him. Okay, to and check with you, a feint is an actual action you can take in D&D, and it, it is oh, a deception sorry. check. No, that's fine. It, you can do a feint and an attack this turn. You just can't also oh, okay. move, basically. Like it would be like a multi attack because sure. they're two full then, actions. Yeah. Okay, so deception check for your feint, and we'll see if he goes for it. Oh, I have a on screen dice. I don't need to roll for them there. All right, thirteen plus thirteen, twenty six. Yeah, they go for it with their nine on the die. Uh, so that gives you advantage on your attack. All right, and for the attack. All right. Uh, 17 plus 8. Does that hit? Yes. <laughs> this is Thug 1. Okay. All right. And just making sure I'm doing the damage right. Okay. That's and then sneak attack rogues man sixteen plus fifteen thirty one thirty one points of damage dang uh, you take that kick you hit him square well you describe the hit to me it's not a killing blow but it draws blood yep I go for the faint and just as I'm about to land it I actually duck down sweep and just cut across his legs and stomach down from like the lower stomach through the torso down towards you know his left thigh or something you and just behind like this huge crimson gash. gash as you sweep across and a little bit of blood kind of spatters everywhere and he like doubles over like Ugh! and and it really like takes the wind out of him and you think he might even be stunned for another round um uh okay trevor what's up next is fb and who's oh, on deck? The last thing I do is put Gunner's up the symbol. Deck. Okay, yep, and you threw up the symbol for FP. Yeah. And as he does that, there's a cow that fires and echoes through the uh, through the area as since uh, Fox is in range or like harrying this guy, he FP gets a sneak attack. That's a twenty-two to hit. That hits. Um and he takes <laughs> a lot. <laughs> 12 uh, hold on 5 10 15 <laughs> 16 17 18 19 20 points of piercing damage wow rip the guy in front am i right what's that total damage for him which Trevor? thug is that thug one the one fighting fox how much wash oh 26 i think is that what i said or is it 22 
I think you said 26. 5, 10, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, no, 20, 20 even. 20. 20 even. So 51, 51. damage total. Okay. 51. Yeah. So Fox slices him, ducks and puts up the symbol and then he dies in front of Fox. Cow and the, the shot hits him. Pink mist. And he yeah, I mean he does his whole body doesn't explode or anything like that, but he falls backwards and he's dead. Uh that brings it to Gunner's turn, I think you said. Yeah. Yes. Unless FP has With any other th- actions to take. Um you see FP he goes Chink and all the round kind of like shing 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 like clips out. He locks and loads another one and lo- trains uh, it back on the next person. When that when uh, that happens, Gunner has only just like at that moment reached the top of the ship from the rope ladder. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's I, it's fighting time already. He's <laughs> just like, <laughs> and he he just like has like a double take a second where he's just like, he was hoping that there'd be some time to talk to whoever was on the ship and get a better understanding of what the heck was going on in the situation because he's so lost. But now he's at this part where he's like halfway, like his head's peeking over the rope ladder and he's just like, well... His head's peeking over the rope ladder on the other side of the rope ladder, crouching in the nest in the higher ground area is Mockery. She looks over at him and goes, nice to see you. Oh uh, boy. And then he just starts <laughs> climbing back down the rope ladder because he has nothing that he can do at that range. So he's just climbing back down the rope ladder to as go he, engage in the could, fight. Like, fireman climb down. As he, sh- yeah, as Gunner is climbing down the rope ladder, um, Gunner, you notice from the direction of the gemstone hall that you and Gunner just came from, that you and Bruiser just came from, you see <laughs> three more dead eyes coming towards you. And then just behind okay. them is like a fourth one who is maybe lagged behind them. These are the one you recognize these as the ones who were confronting Bruiser. All right. And then uh, Gunner's going to like yell to the rest of like, the rest of the group. We got more coming this way and uh, get ready to uh, engage with with them. Bruiser and Fox uh, roll they, perception with a DC of uh, 20 because you're in combat right now, like up close, it's probably hard, and you're like 100 feet away. So I just want to make sure that you you hear him. I got a 16. You do not hear. Okay. Oh, actually, you know what Gunner is also going to try to do? Do they see him yet? Do they clearly see him? Uh, you Those can't guys. really tell. Uh, okay. Uh, he's gotten a glimpse of, of these guys so far. He has a cipher of disguise self left over from the, uh, Let's the heists. Let's go. He's going to try to, like, get behind some sort of, uh, like, thing just to obscure their vision a little bit and see if he can cast this guy's self to look like one of the gang members and then see if he can fall in behind them. That's dope. I love that. Roll stealth with advantage. This will be the DC for them to, um, or deception, your choice. Stealth or deception with advantage. And don't tell me. Thank you, advantage. Don't tell me the number. I'll tell you what they roll if they start to disbelieve. Um, okay. Okay. So that that's all for your turn, though. Yeah, he's gonna disguise self, and then when he gets the chance, try to fall in behind them and like okay. pretend he's one of them. They're not quite up at the airship yet, so you have the okay. next turn. This will happen. All right. Uh, Thug two is up. Thug two is up. Thug two is looking at the body of his friend that's just fallen. He looks angry, not scared, and he's going to just rush forwards and try to attack Fox. Um, he's going to try and grapple Fox. Uh, let's roll athletics slash acrobatics on his behalf and Fox can roll the same. Yep. The DC to beat is 
14. I got an 11. Okay, so he successfully grapples Fox, um, and he's going to try and pin you to the ground. So that's going to be just opposed strength for the two of you. Like, he's got you grappled, now he's trying to just take you down. Okay. Ooh. He rolled four. Okay. He definitely does it. So he boom slams Fox down to the ground. Maybe he even like he started moving probably as Fox was finishing his strike and calling in FP's help. And so that's why he got the jump on you. He slams you to the ground for a D eight of damage. Which I shall roll for you. Oh, fair enough. Slams you to the ground for eight points of damage. Um, as you boom slammed into the ground and he's now got you kind of pinned or tackled down there. Um, and he's trying to hold you in place. All right. Mockery is next because thug one is dead. Okay. So mockery saw gunner go back down on the other side. She's staying on the ship and basically keeping herself like for close range defense in case the ship gets aborted or something like that. So she's actually going to just keep delaying her action unless, uh, something comes up that needs her. Okay. Uh, then it is my turn, and then Thug 3 and 4 go last. Great. So Bruiser's up. Um, can I try and knock him off of Fox? Uh, yes, you can. That would just be... Um, well, so you can try and pull him off of Fox, which would be a grapple. Like, you're trying to grapple with him and get in there and pull him off Fox. Or you can try and hit him, and it'll give Fox a chance to escape. Yeah, I want to try and stab him and see if I can... Okay. Do enough to disrupt his action. Sure. Go ahead and roll to hit. You have advantage because he's engaged in a fight with someone else and he's prone. Yep. Um, that is going to be an 18 to hit. Attacker wins in a tie. You successfully stab him. Okay. So that's going to be... Seven damage from the rapier, and then I get sneak attack, which is how much? 66. 6d6. Six or, or 66, the number. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be. Yeah, d6s. Uh, okay. 31. So 7 plus 31 for uh, 38. 38. Okay. Um, to which thug is this? That's two? thug two, who's pinned him, yeah. Okay. Um, and that brings his total damage to 46. Is that right? 49. 49. Great. And must be unfortunate in life to be named by your parents, Thug 1 and Thug 2. I know, right? <laughs> uh, and then you said Thug 3 and 4 are next? Yes. Okay. So Thug 3 and 4 see you joining in the oh. in the attack. Do I get a chance to try to wiggle out? Oh, yes. Sorry. Uh, yes. Go ahead and roll your uh, athletics or acrobatics. Already did. Got a 14. Okay, he's rolling. Oh, I got 11 last time, I think. But yeah, I got a 14. Uh, he got a 11. <laughs> so he's Whoa, swapped with let's you. Go. That's insane. Um, you successfully wriggle free. You're still prone, but basically you've like shoved him to the side or something. So he's next to you now. Okay. Um, thug three and four are going to run in and uh, take their turn. Each of them has drawn a club to attack with. Thug 3 is going to run up and attack Bruiser, and I keep okay. rolling here instead of rolling on screen. 
And because Bruiser is engaged in a fight with the prone guy, he's going to roll it with advantage. Yep. That looks like maybe an 18? Uh, that hits. Okay. Uh, so the first attack hits you, and then he's going to action surge and uh, attack you again. Okay. That one misses, I think. Uh, he rolled a, a 14 to hit you. That does miss. Okay, and the if that one missed you, the second one definitely misses you. So, okay. um, so he just hits you with the one attack, which is going to deal eight slashing dam or eight bludgeoning damage, I should say, as oh, he hits okay. you with his with his club. The other one is going to run up to Fox, who's laying on the ground, and take advantage of you being prone to attack you with advantage while you're laying on the ground. Um, he attacks Fair. Fox. And he rolled a 13 plus 5 is 18. He rolled an 18 to hit that you. That hits. Okay, he hits Fox, and he will also action surge and attack you two more times. He gets advantage on both attacks because you're prone. The first one, he rolled a 10. And the second one, he rolled a 17. Hits. Okay, so you take 16 bludgeoning damage as he hits you twice with the club while you're prone on the ground. Um, and he says, right. don't get up. Um Who's next, Trevor? Was that Thug 4 that just went, or Thug 3? That was Thug 4 who just went. We did 3 and then Okay, four. so we're back at the top. Okay, back at the top. So the word picture of the scene. Um, so right now, Thug 3 and 4, there's a dead guy on the ground, um, and then there are two thugs, 3 and 4, who are attacking Bruiser and Fox. Each of them is, like, you've just got one thug each. There's a third thug who's laying on the ground, basically picking himself back up. He is not looking good. This is thug two. Um, Fox has wiggled out of his grapple and he has been stabbed in a severe way by Bruiser. Um, there's a lot of blood. It's maybe a hit down by the kidney or something like that. And he's not looking great. He's having trouble getting back to his feet, but he does look like he'll re-enter combat this round. Meanwhile, on the airship, FP has reloaded around and uh, we are aware that we saw four, I'm sorry, three glints along the walls. Uh, off in the distance. We also know that Gunner has successfully climbed down from the airship and he's going the other direction. So Fox, Bruiser, and their thugs are having one fight. If you go the other direction on the bridge, then you have Gunner who's hiding behind a tent having just disguised himself. He's about to fall in with some of the other Deadeye thugs and try and convince them he's one of the gang. Those, that's the situation everywhere. Anybody have any questions as far as spatial situations or anything? Great. Where's uh, uh, no. go ahead. Where's Jeb? Jeb is on the he's airship. Jeb's on the ship. Uh, yeah, he's up with FP. Okay, cool. That's all. All right. Go ahead, Trevor. Uh, Jeb is first. Uh, Jeb's going to yell out, Fox, no! And he's going to reach his hand out, and out of the stones on the ground around Fox, a huge hand is going to pop up made out of the stone um, but instead of like it normally does where it's like connected to the ground it's going to shake and rip itself free from the ground um, and it's going to fly over and and like slam on the ground like a, like a hand in between Fox and the rest of the people around him and like shield him perfect Ooh. that so just so we're clear relationship wise in space um, the hand I guess you could curve it maybe um, there's someone to the left of Fox, and then there's people in front of Fox. So I don't know if you yeah. can block them all or if you can only block one direction, depending on um, the spell. 
If the spell doesn't Fox. specify as a yes. hand, I think you can curve it around him. Let's see. This is the interposing hand. The hand interposes itself between you and a creature or, you know, the other person and a creature. Da, 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 da. It's going to move and stay between Fox and the target, and he's going to get half cover. Okay. Um, so it looks like you pick one creature then maybe for it to, to block. Or like one... One, one side. direction. Yeah. yeah, so we'll just block the side with more thugs. There's just the guy laying right. down who's mostly dead. You've left yeah. him, you know, they're open. Um, that makes sense. Anything else for Jeb? Um, is that a... No, that's his action. Um, and he's just going to, like, keep his head poked up so he's got partial cover because he's got to, like, see it. And you, you see him, like, controlling it with his hand, and he's got his hand, like, up and around you. I'm going to give him a, a, a shaky thumbs up. <laughs> Thank you. Trevor? Uh, Fox is next. Um, as I uh, get the wall in between me and the man who's beating me down this and stay down, I'm going to ignore that advice and uh, proceed to get up. As That would be one of my actions. And as I get up, I'm going to go ahead and just sweep towards the guy laying down. He's probably also trying to get up at the same time. He is. And since now that I have cover between me and that other person, does that other person count as within melee range of me? You just have one enemy within melee range of you. Alright. Then in that case, nat 20 to hit. (laughs) A nat 20 hits. A man. Don't my bother. Just describe how this guy dies. <laughs> okay. My man's literally picking himself up the ground, and as he's about to do so, I just go ahead, sweep out, and just cut off each limb next to me, one leg, one arm. Dang. And then slam his head down into the ground Um, as I stand up using it as leverage. Dang. I square up, and uh, realizing there's no one else near me, um, I'm going to use my bonus action to uh, to move away from the melee fight a bit. Okay, so just so, we're, just so we're clear, there's two more thugs. They are blocked off from you by the interposing hand. Um, one of them is, is still trying to like get at Bruiser. So the hand basically is big enough, we're saying, that it's blocking you and Bruiser. So there's two thugs on one side of the, the hand, there's a hand, and then there's you and Bruiser. Um, so that's right. a, you can still back away. That, I just want to make sure we understood what the scene looks like. Yeah, um, and so the hand back is considered like a creature, almost. Like it's taking up a space in between them. Right. Um, I'm okay. just going to back away enough that uh, I feel comfortable. 30 feet. Okay. You back away 30 feet. Uh, and oh, sorry. 20 feet. My speed's 20. Okay. You back away 20 feet, uh, which concludes your turn. However, there is a legendary slash lair action type thing that's Ooh. going to take place here. The hand moves with him. Okay. Because it is imper- interposing between him and the target. Yep. All right. I'm rolling. How wide is this uh, catwalk? Bridge. 20 feet. Bridge. 20 feet, you said? 20 feet wide. Okay. Okay, Fox, uh, 19, does it hit you? Yes. Okay. Uh, Oh, you have a plus two to your armor class. Oh. Because of the hand. Still get hit. Okay. (laughs) Uh, You take... 
You take 13 points of piercing damage as an ice knife boom, slams into you. One of the glints on the balconies in the distance shines again as someone takes a shot at Fox. FP is able to pick up on where that person is if he wants to fire back, but of course at they're absurdly far feet. away. Um, yeah, so that's the, the situation there. And that, Trevor, you can put us back in turn order. Uh, FP is next. Okay. Um, well, that's not good. Um, Jebediah, do you have Fox? Yeah, I got him. You go do your thing. And I am going, and uh, FP is going to use uh, Steady Aim as his bonus action, since he didn't move the last turn, to give himself advantage on this turn. Okay. Um, and is this guy more than 120 feet away? Yes. Dang, how, how can they reach all the way out here? All right, it's going to be beyond his range, and so that's going to so it would be, be a disadvantage, but so his steady aim is going to counter at that. Great. So it's just going to be a straight shot. Yep. That's a 17 plus 8 to that hit. That hits. FP just um, made a 700-foot so shot. So Ooh, that's bro. unfortunately not sneak attack because nope. it was an advantage. But he is going to just punch the crap out of this guy with a big thing. Um, <laughs> six points of piercing damage as hopefully something to put the fear of God in them that they just got shot from this far away. No kidding. <laughs> what a shot FP just made. Uh, the, man, the man fails his dexterity save. And so FP, you fire right into the glint and you see a figure 700 feet away fall off a balcony. Nice. There are still one down. You haven't the glints have not resurfaced from the other two, but you know there's two others out there somewhere. Yeah. Um, and that brings us down to well, actually, Trevor, who's next? That brings us to Gunner. Great. All and right. on Gunner's turn, we're also going to enter Thugs five through eight into initiative order. They're running towards the the airship here, and as they come around the corner, they do see you, and they go, "Oh, good, you're here. Let's get up there." And they, you know, motion towards the ladder, like for you to go first. Let's go. And Gunner will. <laughs> Let's go. Yes. Yeah, they're motioning for Gunner to go first. Oh, Gunner's going to go first. Oh. Because he was already here waiting. So they're like, yeah, go ahead. Let's get up there. We'll back you up, you know. All right. Gunner will follow. You know, it's better to be undercover first than to. Uh, yeah. So he'll uh, he'll he'll lead the charge. Gunner climbs back up the, the ladder <laughs> at the top. Mockery is looking at him like, what are you doing? Well, Mockery should see that, it, like, now suddenly his clothes and general appearance have changed. Oh, that's true. Changed. Actually, he does look different. So he comes up the, the ladder, and Mockery looks at him, and she spits out her cigar, and she points a blade right at your neck, and she goes, convince me to let you here. Uh, how far behind? Uh, they're, like, right behind you. They're all just following they're like, you up. They're, like, right behind me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gunner is going to attempt to, with his back foot, try to kick whatever the next uh, thug coming up is off the ladder. Okay. Uh, yeah. Roll. <laughs> let's do an attack at disadvantage because that's really tough. Actually, ouch. Better. A hematician foot to the face. Yeah. Roll dexterity to decide whether it's disadvantage or not. If you're if you're dexterous enough, then you can roll this attack normally because you're a rogue. That's kind of that's kind of the rogue thing. That's an 18? Yeah, that's enough. Um, okay. Gunner is able to to make this happen. So go ahead and roll your attack. This is just like an unarmed attack? 
Uh, yeah, just a melee attack. Okay. Ooh, yeah, that's like a twenty. That's a twenty-three. Great. Here's the strength save on behalf of the uh, the thug there, thug five. Rolled a five. Thug five is going off the rope. You kick and thug five flies Whoa. off the rope behind you. You hear a yell. Uh, it's not unlike a Wilhelm scream. Um, the other uh, three thugs underneath are like, no, Bobby, you know, like kind of getting a little crazy over it. Gunner's going to like put his hands up like this to mockery and go good enough. <laughs> oh, in his <laughs> voice. Yeah. Mockery goes, I think so. And she lifts up the blade <laughs> and lets Gunner on the on the airship. Uh, so which so one got now, thrown off? Uh, Thug 5. Thug 5 is gone. Just <laughs> just out of combat now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So now Gunner is cover blown, just like, all right, I'm going to fight them as they come up the ladder. Kind sure. Of <laughs> yep, and they are like racing up the ladder after you now. They they know. Yeah. Um. So Thugs 6, 7, and 8 are going to take their turns here in initiative order. So Thug 6 races up the ladder. Uh, enters an opportunity attack for mockery. She's going to make that attack with advantage. She's standing right at the edge of the ladder there. She rolled a two and an eight on the die. Unfortunately, it's not enough. He kind of like slides in while maybe mockery is helping gunner get to his feet and he sort of slides in on his belly and jumps to his feet and takes a ready position before anyone can stop him. And he's going to attack the turncoat. Uh, so here's an attack against gunner. He's going to, it's just a normal attack. He rolls it. Uh, that's an 11 to hit. Does that hit gunner? Does not hit gunner's too good. He dodges. The next person is going to climb mockery has, I guess she hasn't used her opportunity attack. Um, no, I guess rolling the attack is all that counts. So he doesn't need to worry about that. She's used it. So he does climb up. Um, he's going to attack. He'll probably attack mockery. Here's that attack roll. He attacks mockery with a 15. It's not enough to attack the monk mockery dodges backwards out of the way. And thug eight is going to try and climb up there. Now he rolled a nine for his attack, which plus three is a 12. He attacks gunner, but if an 11 didn't hit, I doubt the 12 miss. does. Yep. So gunner has two thugs attacking him. Both of them missed him this first round, probably because he's able to like back up <laughs> if he needs to. Um, and that will conclude all of their turns. Trevor. Okay, uh, that would bring us to Mockery. Oh, great. Uh, Mockery is not about to have this. Mockery is going to immediately go on the offensive. She does not bother drawing her swords. She's going to just punch at him. Uh, That is a 15 to hit, which connects. No, it doesn't. I'm sorry. Uh, It connected with a different stat block, um, the one that FP was shooting at. Um, Okay, so she attacks, but there's a dodge. She's going to spend some key. That one doesn't hit. And one more. Come on, tighten it up, Mark. Unfortunately, she is not able to hit them either. It's She doesn't want to like fully rush in with three of them there. You know, she doesn't want to leave herself mm-hmm. open to the attack from the side. So she does make a flurry of blows attack, but she doesn't connect. She's going to kind of step back and ready up, and she's going to, that's going to end her turn. Okay, that brings us to me. Bruiser. Yeah, so there is Bruiser's got the interposing stone hand between himself and two thugs. That was um Jeb's stone hand, right? Yes. 
And it is large. It is taking up 10 feet of this 20-foot bridge. Yeah. Uh, Bruiser's gonna pop up from above it and do like a diving attack with his piercing attack with his rapier. Cool. On, I guess, the closest one. He's got thugs three and four. Uh, whichever one's closer, so thug, thug three. Four? Okay, yep. four. Cool. Uh, that's gonna be a 25 to hit. That hits. Would this count as a surprise slash advantage attack? No, they're gonna be able to see you coming. And they're not okay. engaged in a fight with anyone else. Cool. Well, it's gonna be max damage for 12. 12 points of damage to thug four. Is that the... Yes. Has Thug 4 been damaged yet, or is that total damage? Nope. Okay. So Thug 4 takes 12 points of damage as Bruiser leaps... Almost like a dolphin dive. Bruiser kind of leaps over and shoom, stabs down with the rapier and gets a pretty good hit on Thug 4. Yep. That brings us to Thugs 3 and 4. Uh-oh. Bruiser's on the other side of the hand, which is protecting Fox, so it's not going to follow yeah. Bruiser. Um, thug 3 is going to immediately attack. You are engaged with Thug 4, which makes it a an attack with advantage. Yeah. Uh, that's a an 18 on one of the die. Um, so I think hit. that's going to hit you. Yep. So that one's going to hit you with a club for 10 points of damage. Big okay. oof. Uh, and then he's going to... Actually, he's just going to... do. That's that's going to be all, all of his move. But he's going to stay close enough that if you leave, it's an opportunity attack. And then Thug 4 is also going to try and hit you back. Here comes Thug 4's okay. attack. You're now engaged with Thug 3, so that one's also advantage. Yep. Thug 4 got a 15 on the die. Uh, that's mm. an 18 total to hit you. That'll hit. Okay. Uh, so Thug 4 also hits you, but only for... <laughs> only for three points of damage. Uh, Thug 4 is still recovering from the rapier slice that you just <laughs> delivered. Um, is not able to quite get the leverage that he might want because that shoulder is a little bit ouched. Um, yeah. That concludes their turn. Okay, um, that brings us to the top of the round. Okay, um, there is another lair slash legendary type action here. Uh, there is a roll. Fox, does a 14 hit you? You still get no. that plus two AC. Okay. Thankfully, no. Uh, there is a, a sort of splintering noise, and at your feet, you see another shard of ice knife slam into the um, into the bridge. FP can roll a perception to try and spot where it came from. Um, twenty five. Twenty five. FP sees them. Um, so you know you know which balcony this was that took the shot. Uh, we are at the top of Marked. initiative order. Do we need another word picture, or do you all feel good about where stuff is? Nope, I feel good. All right, then let's roll right into turn order. All right. Trevor, that's you. Yes, uh, Jeb starts us off. All right. Um, when I look at Fox, Fox, you still yep. need my hand. I I mean, like, as long as they're sniping at me, I would appreciate it. Uh, little, yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to uh, use a bonus action. And I'm going to use forceful hand. Okay. And I'm just going to push one of these guys off. Off the bridge? Yep. Uh, okay. Whichever one looks the healthiest. Sure. Thug three goes overboard. 
Um, is there any kind of save or anything like that? Is it an opposed trick? He can trick? make a strength save, but this thing's got like a strength of 26. Oh, and yeah, there's, there's probably no way. Modifier. There's probably no way. So, yep, Jeb just tosses another Deadeye over the side. Now there's just, so just the one fighting like, bruiser. Bam, smacks it, and then goes back to interposing um, in front of Fox. Um, <laughs> that was then he's, he's going to spin three. around. Okay. Yeah, Thug 3, Trevor, is dead. Okay. And uh, he's going to spin around, and he's going to pull the blunderbuss out and crank up a, uh, a firebolt. Actually, he's going to up it and crank up a scorching ray. How many are, are left there next to Mockery? There are three thugs on the nest. Between you and them are Mockery and Gunner. Three thugs on the nest is one of the Jebediah Peppermint Chronicles. <laughs> is worth one scorching ray in the hand. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm, I'm going to upcast this to level three. Okay. Um, so this is going to be four rays. Okay. Um, and I'm going to tell you how much it, one of them is 18 to hit, 19 to hit, uh, 24 to hit and 20 to hit. Okay. Um, Gunner make a dexterity save and Mockery is going to do the same thing to avoid also taking damage. You do hit all of them. Um, these are precision hit, hits, but that's fine. What did Gunner get? 24. 24 is enough. Mockery rolled... A 15, that's not quite enough. So Mockery's going to get singed for half damage. Um, All right. Go ahead and, and roll your damage. Ooh, that's max damage on the first one. So he's just going to go in order. Okay. Yep. Um, Five, like six, seven. Closest to farthest. So six, seven, and eight. So that's, yep. Um, so that's 12 damage on the first one. Yep. Thug six. Yep. And five damage on the next one. Thug seven. Yes. Nine damage on the next one. That's eight. eight. And then back to the first one for the last ray is another eight. Okay. Okay. Um, and Mockery takes four points of damage as uh, one of them kind of singes her on the side as she kind of tries to duck out of the way but isn't quite fast enough. Um, Trevor? Uh, so that brings us to Fox. <sighs> 20 feet ahead of you, Fox, ah. a hand just like backsmacks someone off the bridge and then came back to being cover for you. There's one more thug fighting bruiser up there, and then there are some glints in the wall in the distance. I'm going to go ahead, um, take the time uh, to move up, use my bonus action to get the dash, and try to get so that way um, I'm right next to the thug. Okay. Uh, but also with my back to the snipers. Okay. Uh, so I'm trying to just get behind them and I'm just going to go for the kick with the blade. Cool. Cool. Uh, nat 20 again. <laughs> you are killing it tonight. Well, really you're killing thugs tonight. <laughs> we, we, we're doing something. Uh, that's six plus two plus four is 12 plus two is 14 plus six is 20 plus my mods. So 24. Uh, okay. Um, that is enough to kill thug four. 
Um, do you knock him off the off the edge, or are you killing him on the platform? Oh, I'm doing it with the blade. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So uh, you you kill him with a slice. Um, I like to picture that somewhere one tier below, like Clara and Radford are still sitting there having their conversation, and every now and then out the window you just see another thug fall, like <laughs> 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 way off in the distance. Um, okay, yes, it's raining men. You, you have. I actually go ahead. I'll slice him, and then as I see that he's like about to fall Weeding. down to the ground, I kick him like right Spartan off the bridge. Style? Spartan which, style. Which nice. thug is this? Uh, this is four. thug four. Okay. So thugs one through four are all dead at this point. Um, and there are three thugs, six, seven, and eight, who are on the airship still. Um, yep. And that, I think that's the end of Fox's turn, right? Because you moved up there. Yep. Yep. That brings us to FP. Um, 20 to hit with FP. He's going to steady aim again and then boom, shoot. Oh, the, the guy, guy off this. in the distance. Yep. Blint. Uh, okay, FP hits him. Um, 14 damage. 14 damage. Nice. Uh, here's, a, here's a save. So rolled the same. Uh, so that's another uh, another death as you knock another sniper off the wall. That's FP's FP. second 700-foot shot. Which thug is this? Uh, the, it's You don't actually have stats for these ones. These are okay. the, the like legendary action type things. They're oh, snipers okay. way off in the distance. They're, they're going to make a movie about FP. I know. Wow. <laughs> FP really coming into his own tonight. Um, Trevor? Uh, Gunner. Uh, Gunner, does Gunner get sneak attack on any of these three guys up here since there's like, uh, you know, two other people also fighting them? No, they're not engaged in the, in the fight with anyone else, like in flanking range or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, like, cause Mockery yeah, I do. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well then Gunner's gonna do what he does worst and pull out his short sword <laughs> and fight. Um... <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, time to blow up the ship. That's what I was no. waiting for, too. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this is boring for Gunner, but here we go. Oh, nat 20. That's not that boring. All right. Uh, nat 20 hits. <laughs> That'll Redemption. Hit. This is Thug 6, Trevor. This is what? Thug 6. Thug 6. Okay. How much? Let's see here. Oh, I did not roll very well. That's uh, 7 damage total. Brings us to 27 on Thug 6. Thug 6 is looking rough, but not quite bleeding yet. And that is Gunner's turn. Okay, so that's Thug 6, 7, and 8 next, right? Yeah, uh, yes. Okay. Thugs 6, 7, and 8 are going to take their turn. First, Thug 6 is going to try and hit back. Wait, did Mockery go? She's next. Mockery's after them. Oh, okay. Sorry. 17 on the die from Thug 6 to hit you. That hits. Okay. Six points of bludgeoning damage as Thug 6 hits you with a club. Thug 7 is attacking Mockery. With an 8 on the die, it's not enough. A lot of dodging between Mockery and these other thugs. Um... 
Thug 7, or Thug 8, I should say, also attacking Mockery, also missing. So, uh, just a, a little a little line dance happening over there with Mockery. Um, two of them attacking her and, and duking it out. That brings us to Mockery's turn. She's going to attack back. A 17 to hit's going to be enough for the first one. So Mockery, again, just lashing out with a kick this time. Hits one of them square in the face. She's going to spend key points and attack two more times. And that's one hit and one natural one. So we'll do them. The natural one is the last attack. So okay. Mockery lashes out twice, and she deals a total of... 10 points of damage between her two hits. And then uh, with her last attack, she's going to trip and she'll need to make a save to catch herself on the railing before she overextends and actually falls like off the side of the of the cug boat here. Who'd she hit? Uh, she hit thug eight both times. Okay. Uh, and then here's her roll for her deck save. That's a 17. That's enough. She catches herself on the railing at the like very edge, like, you know, where the ladder is attached. She catches herself on the railing and kind of barely hauls herself back onto the cugboat, but kind of lands in a weird, like half sitting, half standing position where she'll have disadvantage on the next turn. That brings us to me. You are um, inevitable. <laughs> so are all the thugs on the ship now? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, then I will spend my turn flying up. The sh how high? How high in the air is the ship? Uh, it's high enough that it'll be several turns for you to get up there. Probably three turns. Okay. okay. Then I will just spend my turn flying and use my dash to fly. Oh, that's true. You'll make it in two turns because of your dash. Okay. Then that brings us to the top of the round. Okay. That brings us to the top of the round and a word picture. Uh, we have. Fox still being kind of shielded from behind by this this interposing hand of Jeb's uh, is, I'm assuming, going to head back towards the ship. But for now, standing unchallenged on the the balcony or the walkway here, Bruiser zooming up towards the airship as fast as his little wings can take him. And then on the top of the airship, the fight has mostly stayed contained in the nest where Mockery has been uh, fighting with Thug 8 and kind of bouncing off the railing. There are three thugs up there. Um, the the none of them are are bloodied yet. Um, so three thugs up there fighting. None of them are bloodied. One of them is engaged with Gunner. Two of them have been going after Mockery. She just beat the crap out of one of them. Um, and Jeb is still standing down next to FP on the main deck of the cugboat. And that is the situation as we begin this next round of combat. With let's go, Jeb. With Jeb. Fox. Yeah. You ready to come home? I'm a coming. And Jeb's going to like the hand is just going to grab Fox and we'll just like Whoa! lift him up to the ship. It can it can move 60 feet. So you are currently keeping pace with gliding in the palm of this hand. Um, and Jeb's like you can see Jeb on the ship. He's like got his hand out as he's like pulling you towards him. How is Fox handling uh, this? Yeah, no, I just rolled for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeb, uh, we, we should talk about this before we I do this. You, <sighs> I got you, I got you. Okay. 
Just Fox just stands still. Just, just like locks does up. Does not move. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. And with that, I spin around and fire um, a firebolt. Oh, and that's a natural one, so I miss. Okay. Shooting um, a firebolt at the thugs behind him. Okay. A big scorch mark is cut into the wood decking of the nest as your bolt Whoops. like slides across it. Um, I'll roll to see if anything catches fire. Hard to do two things at once. That's a natural 20, so nothing catches fire. Um, your mistake has been undone by your luck, which makes sense for Jim. <laughs> um, the... <laughs> um, Okay, so that concludes Jeb's turn. Trevor? That brings us to Fox. Okay, so Fox is standing in a hand. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Fox is just going to, like, take a deep breath and going to sit down. (laughs) Going to just sit down, make a smaller profile for any would-be snipers out there. And as Fox sits down (laughs) to make that smaller profile for the snipers... Um, they are going to take a shot at you. This will make them roll at disadvantage because you're moving. Uh, and that four is not going to do it. Uh, so they take a shot at you, but because you're in motion in the hand and you're crouched down behind probably one of its like giant stone fingers or whatever, the shot misses, um, and just kind of whizzes past you. You hear the air as it, you know, whooshes by. And that will be a miss from them. FP can make a perception check to spot them since he's still looking out towards yeah, the balcony. 21. 21. Ooh, he baby. does spot them. FP going for his hat trick of 700 foot shots here. <laughs> As he is. He's going for his hat trick. I can't help but imagine it's like a like a, a repeating rifle. And he's just like, oh, like so just Fox. 700. You are currently like heading directly towards FP. So like he's <laughs> aiming like over your shoulder and you see his his like little cyan glowing eyes have like twisted down into like glowing needle points inside as he is like super focused on this. And ooh, that's not as good actually, but I'm going to do a built for success, which gives him an extra four. So that's eight plus eight is 16 to hit 16 to hit the shot whizzes over fox's shoulder fox leaning around one of the fingers to see what happens you do see in the distance on a balcony you see a figure drop their weapon they're windmilling their arms trying to keep their balance but this one does keep their balance uh and they duck down behind the railing of the balcony in front of them instead of falling to their death. Nice shot, FP. Woo. That brings us to Gunner. All right. Gunner. I hardly know her. Um, Gunner is going to... um, uh, Is is Walkery engaged in combat with one of these guys yet? She is now, yeah. She fought one twice, bounced off the railing, and there's probably one of them who turned to keep fighting her. So, yeah. Come on. You got one who you can sneak attack. All right. Uh, does he need to bonus action disengage with one that's like attacking him in order to do that? Or is that, or is he all good in that regard? Um, I think he does need to bonus action disengage. Well, he can provoke the attack of opportunity or he can disengage. He can take the sneak attack either way. 
Heal bonus action, disengage, and then okay. do the sneak attack. Great. All right. Oh, no. And then he rolled terribly. Gunner. That's an eight. I assume that doesn't hit. That does not hit. Disengages from Thug 6 and attacks Thug 7, but doesn't quite land the hit. Oof. Um, and he uses bonus action already, so Man. that is his turn. Okay. Mockery carrying this fight uh, on the ship, hey. that is. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Gunner's element. That's fair. And he kicked one off the ship earlier. Should I? That brings True. us to Thug 6. Ah, yes. Thug 6, 7, and 8. Thug 6, having just been disengaged with, is now going to take the opportunity to attack Owlin, who is attacking someone else. He's going to go for the, the, the flank attack there and attack with advantage. Oh, does Gunner get... Oh, I forget how sneak attack even works. Well, whatever. It's over now. Uh, that is a 19 on the die. I think that's going to hit Gunner. That hits. Um, so there's one hit for... Ten points of damage. Uh, bludgeoning damage as Gunner gets whacked in the back by a club. And that will conclude Thug 6. Thug 7 is also going to attack Gunner since Gunner just attacked him. He's just going to kind of whirl around and attack him. By doing that, he's going to provoke an opportunity attack from Mockery, who will definitely take it. And he's engaged in a fight with someone else, so she has advantage. And she rolled an 11 plus 5 is 16 is enough. So she's going to hit him with the opportunity attack as he turns away. Four. A lot of damage. She hits him for 10 points of damage again um, as he turns away. And then he's going to attack Gunner. Here's his roll to hit. It's just a normal roll. Oh, no, it's not because Gunner's got people on both sides now. Uh, 15 on the die plus three is 18 total. Hits. Hits. Uh, Gunner takes four points of damage from the club this time. Boom. Hits him in the gut. The last remaining thug, thug eight, is going to attack Mockery. Seeing that he's literally got her on the ropes. And now she's attacking the one attacking Gunner, so she's being flanked, so that's a roll with advantage. And it is enough to hit her. She takes nine points of damage for Mockery as she gets hit with a, a club herself. Um, luckily, I think it's her turn next, right, Trevor? Yes. Okay. Mockery is going to... Let me have a look at Mockery here. Yeah, Mockery's gonna Mockery's gonna try and beat everybody up all at once. Um, Mockery's gonna yeah. spend <laughs> several of her remaining key points, and she's going to flurry of blows three times this round. Um, so she will attack Thug Seven. The first attack is the first attack hits. Her second attack. Misses her third attack, hits her fourth attack, <laughs> Woo. hits, and her fifth attack. Ah, uh, it Somewhere almost in a lower tier. Uh, Radford sheds a tear for some unknown <laughs> reason. Her fifth attack also hits. 
So all together, all together she deals 22 points of damage to thug seven. How much damage has thug seven taken total? That might, that might've not five plus the, you said 22. Oh, okay. Only five. Yeah. Got it. So 22 or 27, uh, 22. Okay. So, um, she does not, she doesn't kill him then, which would have been really cool, but she doesn't, she'll spend another key point. What the Hey, um, (laughs) (laughs) this is our only fight on the books for today, right? Uh, she <laughs> attacks him. Oh, whoops. I got to let the rolls finish. Um, she attacks him two more Put times. Me in, coach. Yeah. She attacks him two more times. Uh, the first one is a hit and the second one, second one's a nat 20. Let's go. Ooh, there we go. Get him, Mark. Eighteen plus five is another twenty-three. Twenty-three more points of damage. That crit that really came in handy. She rolled next to Okay, um, so that is enough to bloody him. So he uh, he turns around and hits Gunner in the chest, and then Gunner watches as Mockery systematically like destroys his nerve endings. She hits him <laughs> in all pressure points on the other side, and he just starts bleeding profusely from his ears um, as she like oh. smacks you Oof. know the side of his head or whatever, and the pressure um, hits, and she kind of shoves him towards Gunner like you can finish him, um, and that will conclude Mockery's turn. That brings us to Bruiser. Bruiser's finishing um, his journey up to the airship. He's now with FP yeah. and Jeb. Uh, this fight is uh, close enough to over, and there are so many of you there that I think it's probably a foregone conclusion if you want to describe how the fight is resolved. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Julia just went, bad guys win. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out, guys. All right. Fill in when necessary. But I'd imagine, right... As everybody's coalescing, um, now that Fox is a lot closer, um, I'm gonna launch you like a paper airplane. <laughs> launches me. Yep. Uh, that allows Jeb to fire a shot off, scorches one of them. I land on top of the same guy, and just coup de gras with with just like landing like a superhero landing with the blade of my leg cutting into his chest but then you grab and tuck and roll and kick up with your feet and it flings him off the other side there you go like a spider-man finisher in the video game spider-man comes out of nowhere just slams into the other guy he does a signature move he fly like jumps and like does like a barrel roll with the rapier like just like a corkscrew almost yeah love that nice. so that's thug six and eight done and then there's just and the one Gunner gives a thumbs Gunner. up <laughs> <laughs> his signature move <laughs> you can do it so there's only uh, thug seven remaining oh is that the one that's fighting me yeah the one that mockery yeah. just like oh, okay. beat the crap out of and shoved towards you uh, Gunner gives a thumbs up. It turns into a fist, and he just punches that guy in the face. <laughs> uh, oh. He just, yeah, he's just blackout, knockout, dead. 
boom, you hit him in the head so hard he falls to the ground, hits his head on the landing, and it's over. DM. Yes. Can can FP try for that third hit? He can, but he's going to have to roll perception at disadvantage to attack this one because that last guy is using uh, stealth to keep himself hidden now. Right. <laughs> he's like, the fight's over. I'm out of yeah, here. Man, I got a natural 20 and a 12. So uh, that's a 23. Uh, Ooh, 23. Go. He's good. He catches, he gets one shot at this. He catches sight of the guy who has left his balcony and is retreating like back into the apartment. So you get that one little flash of motion where he's like passing a window and then heading back into the building. I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. They told me I'd just be standing in the way. And the window is going to provide impartial concealment. So he'll get a plus two to his AC as well. Nope. No. FP takes the shot, but it slams into the balcony. Um, and you know, a big chunk of stone kind of explodes out from where the shot hits, but he's not able to get the last, Whoa. the last shot. Well, this is it. I, 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 I'm going to go tell the boss I'm quitting. I'm going to my wife and kids. That was, <laughs> that was the last job I ever do. <laughs> uh, and so concludes that fight, I guess, uh, all of you are standing on the airship now next to each other. Um, mockery Whew. picks up another cigar, lights it. Well, that was exciting. All right, I still don't there. even understand what just happened. What? Who are those? Guys? I don't. I just, <laughs> do um, I need to know? Bruiser, you can you can explain. Uh, Meanwhile, down in <laughs> the clockwork tier of Gaim, in the palace, Alan Wadrier and Laredith have been trying to talk about the next steps and what comes next and um, that that sort of thing. Alan, uh, did we, did we to, decide we were just going to start trying to pack up the machine, like break it into parts and pack it up? Sure. So then you've probably started on disassembly. And yeah. I bet Randy, uh, head of cool stuff, is down there helping you as well. Um, and And so you've got that that stuff is going on basically uh, yep. as a reminder for listeners or viewers or, or whatnot. There's a big uh, floor length machine basically where Laredith has been putting together a prototype machine that will allow you to rejoin all seven segments of the rod of seven parts without them hypothetically exploding and killing you um, as they are wont to do when just combined naturally. It takes a very, very powerful mage to put them together in their own right. Laredith is hoping to make that more accessible um, by creating a machine to help kind of divert some of that energy or focus it. And the machine that she had come up with is uh, super wide and long. Um, and so it will be difficult to travel with. So the idea is that we're just hoping to um, basically salvage as much of it as we can, as well as her blueprints and notes, bring those aboard the airship and use them to leave. Uh, you've probably been working on this for like two or three hours at this point. You know, you've been down here for a while. Randy's been helping you. And so you've made pretty good progress. Um, when the door, there's a, a sort of coded knock on the door. Laredith nods like she, uh, you know, understands the code and it's the right one. Um, and a few seconds later, the door swings open and in walks Salen, queen of Gaim, 
uh, dressed not like she was the last time you saw her. Last time you saw Salen, uh, the dark-skinned dwarf was wearing a flowing purple robe and a circlet of platinum and, you know, much of the jewelry that um, befits her station. Now she is wearing full plate. The only jewelry or embroidery that she is wearing is she has a huge diamond right at the center of her helm. And the, the helm is one of those sort of classic like medieval Europe uh, helms where it's got the big visor with the slashes through it. The visor is lifted up right now so that the diamond kind of sparkles through the visor and her keen eyes are looking out towards you. She strides in and she does begin respectfully. She walks up to Alan, clasps your hand and says, it is so good that you have returned safe and alive. I'm happy to see you well. Ah, I am happy to see you well also and I, um i apologize it, for it, the it, delay i there is much to do with the siege but i came as soon as i was able to get away uh my courier said that you wished for a meeting with me yes um and i um am thankful for your audience i just wanted to update you on the status of thraxen his domain and the army movements there uh yes before... what, what news yes well um the mountain was surrounded. We were able to evacuate uh, refugees from the temple there, um, the temple of Zetonia. And um, there was a battle between Thraxen Howe and the armies. Thraxen Howe fought valiantly, but we believe that the battle likely ended in either his defeat, as in death, or perhaps in the Avalis taking control. We were able to leave before we saw the end result, but when we left, it was not looking favorable. Um, our next step is to uh, pack up our company and uh, everyone that uh, is needed, all of the avatars, and um, take them to find K and immediately begin the cataclysmic ritual and I know that while you knew that that was our plan um, you may feel that it would be safer or more practical in the short term for us to stay however our reputation here and the general atmosphere here while tragic um, just will not be conducive for us to accomplish our goal of ending this war. Um, and Your reputation, I, reputation is nothing compared to a writ of authority. I am queen. You will be the, respected. The the attitude of the people has not been favorable towards us while we are here, and um, I will be frank with you. That was simply a way for me to provide a justification outside of, I know that you might think that we should stay here. However, we know that we need to leave in order to conduct the cataclysmic ritual and stop the aboliths in their tracks. And you carry at your side the stuff of legend. She points down at the scepter that you've attuned to that. I'm assuming you keep it clipped to your artificer's belt. I guess we yeah. actually didn't confirm that. Yeah. So she points I know down I've said at that the, before. Okay. She points down at the, at the scepter you've attuned to. You carry the stuff of legend. With this access to magic, this siege need not even be a siege. 
This could be over in a matter of weeks, maybe less. With the ability to buff our soldiers, with, with your team providing access to magic in such a way that our lookout senses can be heightened, that the speed of our messengers can be increased, we will create advantages that simply cannot be replicated by, um, by the other side, by a group that are reliant on wingle digits, that magic will be so finite that they have to spread it out. You can't simply leave with this with this advantage. I see your perspective in this case, and I would like to agree with you. I would just like to bring up two counter arguments as to why I think it would be best for us to leave and attempt to stop the siege by stopping the Aboleths as quickly as possible. One is that in Thraxenhaus' domain, we had access to this magic. We had two avatars. We had an ancient white dragon. And yet the Aboleths, not easily, but the Aboleths did over overtake Thraxenhaus and us. We provided the aid that we could. We provided enough support and we combated enough that we were able to escape and defend about a third of the refugees, but the other two thirds, the ones that could fight, they perished. And so we think Thraxenhaus did as well. on the heels of this track record, you intend to leave my kingdom and my army and continue the fight on your own? Not continuing the fight against an entire siege, but continuing the fight in finding the final avatar and operating under the cover of secrecy and speed that our airship can provide and then performing the cataclysmic ritual, avoiding even engaging in a large-scale assault, but simply dispelling the avatars through the ultimate magic ritual. Surely you must know that you are searching for a creature who has long perished. Adrift for three years with no means of providing nourishment to themselves? No airship is stocked that well. In that case, then Kay would have been intelligent enough to provide us the resources that we need to carry on without him, as did do. Resources for a ritual Kay would not have known was necessary at the time. Do Who is supposed to have communicated instincts. it to him? Do had instincts that this would happen. Let us I be blunt. Have K was probably high. I believe, and now I am not a follower of Kelnor or K. However, I have had many interactions with their followers. And I believe that there is still wisdom within their practices and I know that it is easy to talk down on their practices and it is easy to frown upon aspects of their religion especially if you have such um, discipline or a mind towards discipline as us um, but I I believe that there, if there is a chance we must take it um Alan like is like racking his brain trying to think of he had two uh, reasons for why um, they need to leave and he's trying to think of the second it can be tough um, standing in front of a forceful royal presence to remember what you were going to say um, 
it was the siege, and then it was, uh, God, whatever. I'm so tired. Uh, and so is Alan. Um, <laughs> I just, I, 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 I understand your perspective and that with your resources and our resources combined that you feel that we would have a greater chance and we would have a greater chance. But the other perspective is that we know that the Aboliths are planning something, something. And I know that this is yes, they are difficult planning an attack here there. This is, I know that this is difficult for you to hear based on your perspective and your ruling here. And I wish to communicate to you this to you in the, most effective way possible where you don't feel that I am looking down upon your problems or minimizing them. Um, but I believe that the, we believe that the Abolists are planning something on a continental scale, some sort of their own ritual perhaps, or their own machinations that will simply cause chaos, energy and destruction to rampage the entire continent on a scale much vaster than besieging this free city. And I know that I know that that is completely vague and I know that that is, it may sound like there is no evidence for it, but just things that we've seen and schematics that we've glimpsed at in their bases of operations and the prophecies and the legends about these creatures, it seems impossible to ignore that if we have a chance to conduct this cataclysmic ritual, we need to take it as soon as possible. Which prophecies do you follow? What, what link, what missing link are you searching for? There is a world of people here creatures who you could make a material difference in their protection and you want to go seeking myths and fairy tales creatures long deceased you speak of continental damage to the world of urida as if we don't already know that we've heard the reports of the forces mustering in stainless who knows what for likely to raise the city we've now heard reports from you that even domains of the ancient dragons are falling even Udril, a land known, if not for its intelligence or its refined palate, then certainly for its vigilance and its bravery, has fallen. The king himself is here, assisting in our resistance. I do not wish to be overtly stubborn with you. I see the wisdom in your request. I do. Um, in this case, I see it enough that I would like to take your request to my to the rest of my company and see what they have to say about it. However, I would like to firmly tell you that if the company decides that we must leave... She waves a hand immediately. You are not prisoners here. Then we will leave. I appreciate that. Um, but I see the wisdom in your request, and I will bring it to them. 
as you're making this final statement, you can see that someone has finally broken free through the line of messengers who are inevitably always waiting on the queen at a time like this and has kind of rushed down the stairs and yells in, uh, your majesty, uh, the king of Udril, Tactus the Unyielding, has a report for you from the outer reaches. She says, yes, yes, I'll be there in a moment. Take this, take this conversation back to your party. I will probably not be able to attend you again myself. So instead, I shall send my emissary, Wigbert, to... Uh, <laughs> receive your reply and um, you will be afforded either a, you know, all, all necessary priority and escort out of our kingdom. If you decide to leave uh, or you will be brought in as auxiliaries reporting to one of my gemstone guardians. If you decide to stay in the meantime, I hope that you find yourself well, uh, please see to it that you are brought refreshments. She raises her voice and you see immediately a Chamberlain who's like out in the hallway runs off like to go and that you were brought refreshments here while you are in my palace as resources can be difficult to come by in the city. And she nods kind of courteously to you and with a, a spin and a whirl and she's out of the room, you know, whisked away by her messengers and, and her various people who have demands of her as everyone does at a time like this. Alan will turn to Lairdith and Randy. Um, Continue to pack the machine in case we do need to leave with haste. Um, but I will uh, talk to the rest of the founders and we will decide whether we will leave or stay. The rest of the Four Guys Ventures and Vibe staff are actually down here as well. They're basically, they're not helping disassemble, but they're, you know, basically helping hands. Once things are in okay. manageable packages, they're being handed to them. And so as you're saying this, um, the... Um, you know, Zal and, and Randy and everyone, they're down here as well. And so they're, they're like, they're, yeah, we got a boss and, you know, and they're, they kind of continue their work. Um, I don't know if Alan has spoken to yeah in a long time. Yeah. Is down so here. When, so sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. When, when Alan sees, yeah, Alan is, Alan has so much respect for, yeah, um, that he's gained <laughs> over the last long time. Cause Alan has kind of been put into this leadership ship position, and yeah, also kind of was put into a leadership position yeah, without ever asking for it, without ever like acting like he wanted it. Um, Alan feels a kinship with yeah that he never felt before. And just like just seeing yeah again, Alan's going to go up to yeah, give him like a firm clasp of the hand and and yeah the mic and just, his little mushroom arm, you know, reaches up yeah. and surprisingly firm clasp back considering he's a mushroom. Yeah, and uh, give him like a, you know, just like kind of a solemn nod and a pat on the back and um, then go up to talk to the rest of the founders. Yeah, the mic and it floats up a couple spores of calm emotions in case you're feeling nervous and you feel your nerves mm -hmm. kind of get soothed and the, some of the, the pressure and the tension relax out of you as you walk out of the room. You glance back over your shoulder just in time to see, yeah, the mic and it um, put his little bolt that he chews on back in his mm -hmm. mouth and he floats out a whole bunch of the report or the communication spores. And you can see by the quantity of them that he has gone back into giving orders mode and he'll, you nice. know, he is now telling his hive what needs to get done. And on that note, tonight's dungeons and dragons adventure comes to a close. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us. Now, before we leave, we do have important business to resolve, uh, which is that at the end of the last session, somebody redeemed a DM gives a clue and um, I didn't see it because my current configuration, I can't actually see when you redeem rewards on Twitch. So if, if I don't hear in time, then I don't know about it. So sorry. Um, the request was for a clue about um, just confirming a clue about the prophecy. 
Yes. Yes. A clue about the prophecy. It was requested by Willa. In fact, I can put her back on screen for this conversation. She requested the clue. We better see her face while we're getting the clue. We're sorry that Clara didn't come up narratively today. We wanted to talk to you. That's okay, (laughs) honey. That's okay, honey. Uh, Okay. So a clue for the players about the prophecy. Uh, For those of you who are coming into this late, there is a prophecy in particular that was discovered way back when we were in Tumble Hill in season one. Um, about the, the day when the sun doesn't rise and that there's, there's some, some details and some intricacies to it. And I have told the party from a previous hint that it's really important, but they haven't figured out how yet. Um, and so my clue for you, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple statements that will combine together to make a good clue. Um, the prophecy has not yet been fulfilled. The... Prophecy does not refer to the rod of seven parts. And um, the the prophecy is not fully metaphorical. Those are my clues or those are my statements. Do you have the prophecy in front of you? Yeah, let me pull it up and, and read it for you. I don't have it right in front of me, but I can get it. Sure. Because those are those are like really great clues, um, and I would love to be able to absolutely. Hear it again. Yep. We heard something more about the prophecy when Fox, on a whim, went and talked to um, Curiosity, a, the the yeah, psychic readings shop, the psychic readings shop, and there was right. more discussion there. And I think I've written that transcript in the chat, maybe. Um, like in the, in the discord, but I've listened to both of them several times and I <laughs> cannot figure this out. Sorry, this might take me a second to find this in my notes. This is season one stuff. So I wasn't necessarily <laughs> as organized <laughs> as <laughs> Yeah, really. Let me put the intermission music on for us. Here. <laughs> or this works. This is Jake's ASMR stream. Paleo did one, and now it's Jake's turn. My computer's like lagging along so slowly. Slowly but surely. Because that's what heroes do. I just saw that watch. That was very heroic of you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> We're waiting. <laughs> waiting for the prophecy. 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 With the elevator music added, this is a really strange experience. So, uh, you know, have you guys ever heard about the theory that octopuses are actually aliens from outer space? Oh. Yes. Oh. And it's true. Have you Can't heard the confirm. theory that aliens are actually octopuses from outer space? Um, I, You know, funny enough, I have not heard that one. Yeah. Have you That's heard the theory known. that uh, birds aren't real? Yes. Mm. Have you mm. heard the theory? Here it is. 
Have you heard of nully jurification? (laughs) (laughs) The prophecy you found was the the final prophecy of Shrub, and it was accompanied by a note to someone about how they... Um, you know how Shrub was was trying to prevent this, but couldn't rally everyone. Um, and if the avatars aren't unified, then bad things will happen. Um, the the prophecy itself is. I'm gonna turn off the music. <laughs> I was gonna say, let's just see <laughs> epic prophecy music. Uh, not that either. Let's find bop, let's bop, find bop. some kind of. Here we go. If on the day the sun does not rise, the last of the anointed has not found the source of true power they will be unable to make the hardest choice of all. Evil will triumph over good, and history shall come to an end. If they haven't found what? The source if the last of true power? anointed has not found the source of true power. Does this mean, do they have to go down to, do you guys have to go down to the Underdark where um, all the magic was pulled down? Could you, um, would it be easy for you to just post that in chat and then we can copy uh, and paste it as needed to other places to save for posterity? Here's what I'll do for you. Just True get a tattoo power. of it. Uh, so, no, so it, no, it's not thinking, easy for you to put it in chat right now. What were your okay. hints again? Give me the hints again. You said it is not the entirely. Has, um, I said not, it has not been fulfilled. Right. It's I not said, entirely like it metaphorical. It's not fully metaphorical. Yeah. And I said it is not about the rod of seven parts. Oh, oh, you guys, there's more crap you gotta find. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, no. Maybe the source, source of true power, power is the, the site of the cataclysmic ritual. We never really what learned if? a lot about the exalted ring. What if this has to do with the towers? An arrangement of golden spikes buried underground that funnels magic into a single concentrated point. The true yeah. power. Because there's all but that magic that underground and, and it was never really followed, right? But we know that it was, that's like the weave was pulled down beneath the Underdark. Right? There were points and it connections underneath, but there has to be a center. It was pulled down, down, down to Goblin Town. Well, didn't <laughs> all of the um, the dark sites form a shape? But we never went to the center. It was a spiral of the golden ratio. Tumbleweb was at the center. Whoa. Whoa. I thought, t- wait, what was at the center? Tumbleweb was. The dark site underneath Tumbleweb would be the center, ah, and it spirals at the center down, okay. and then in an arc through the rest of Urdot. Did you guys even listen to this part? No, I'm kidding. Um, it spiraled to the right and down, curved back. Let me pull the map up. Um, it spiraled <laughs> to the right <laughs> and down. You're fine. You're fine. I remember that. And then across Urda and the the line um, that it followed, like that pathway that was the river of magic type thing that you followed each of the avatars imprisonment points were somewhere on that ratio. That's how you were able to oh. find where the avatars were imprisoned. They were plotted out by the, the golden ratio. That doesn't mean it's not relevant now, but that's what you knew about it from the past. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So we were at the center. Hmm. And that's where we saw the wing, right? That dark site was where they were made. Yeah, but there are dark sites that were surrounding... So the dark side underneath Tumbleweb was where they were making the robots 
and there was at least one Aboleth there, and Mavira was there, and there was some lab work being done by Edison scientists who had been mind-controlled, um, and then the surrounding it were dig sites where they were mining sacrium and refining it into wingle digits. Oh, this is season one stuff, chat. You're getting a little recap action here. Yeah. Love me. I'm, I'm not convinced that that's it. I'm not convinced. <laughs> it might um, not be. We're just Yeah, I think it's something here. we can definitely think on in the week ahead. Yes. What if there's something under the underdark? This, what I will do with this prophecy, so like I said, I can't post it on Twitch right now because of the way my computer is, but I will put it in our Discord. Okay. Wait! Ooh, Nami dis! Nami dis! With the well? The well! The wishing well! Well? A source of true power! Like, hmm. yeah, but do our characters even really know about that? Like, it's I more mean, we've like, heard the stories. It's more like, like a... I, it doesn't like matter, okay? We are theory crafting right now. And I'm telling you, I mean, there's, there's no situation a wish wouldn't help. I, I, it's, I, I'm just situation, saying. Situation, if you wish. Ayo. A wish is so powerful, right? And for there to be a well that grants it, it has just, it's not even like a, a wizard. Hey, Josh, you know, where on that golden ratio is the wishing well? It's not on the golden ratio. Okay, just checking. I wish you well at the wishing well. Jake is not helping. <laughs> um, I'm not saying it's not a bad idea to get a wish, but I'm not even sure if people know how to get there. Didn't we have some clues recently about the three spires and the order of wizards up there? We, f we flew by them. Uh, they made the about ship it from what and was they in were the involved. Yeah, they were involved yeah. in making the wingle digits originally. Um, but nobody also, went back to like finish clearing out the hold. Yeah. So I also think the exalted some ring of the townspeople might have into. when they were stealing food. What if, what if the three spires are like a tuning fork, and they like are the source of the magic? I feel like we talk about tuning forks way more than any other D and D yeah. podcast <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> well, you are no a tuning fork of a man. No other D and D podcast empt magic, so you know that's fair. Yeah, that's true. We're the first ones. All <laughs> their magic is just so out of tune. Okay, so in the middle of ah! the spires too is supposedly the point where the aboliths crossed. Into the material plane. A summoning circle. Well, it's in the ocean. A summoning circle in the ocean. Ah, oh, that's that's better. Thank you for making that correction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was gonna be like, DM, that was not much of a hint, but then Wash was immediately like, Wow, what a great hint. <laughs> I was like, Well, there goes all my bargaining power. <laughs> the thing is, it might not have been a good hint if it was by itself, but as it told you no on your leading theory, that's what made it such I a good hint. I don't have any leading theories. I am offended that you would accuse me of what knowing what's the, going on. What if it's the scale of stars? What if it's something that you need to figure out on Discord or throughout the week? 
because a summoning circle in the ocean might be causing such a commotion. (laughs) (laughs) Before Jake drops his mixtape, we're going to call it a night. Uh, I just saw most underscore on SoundCloud, ladies and gentlemen. And so, for all of us here at the the Winged Badger Tavern, we're going to try and do it all at once, and it's not going to work because we're remote. Are you ready? Three, (laughs) two, one. GG. 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 GG